$149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Headlines, headlines, headlines. 
All right, good afternoon all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You are listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is July 21st, 2016. It's Thursday, and it's about eight and a half minutes after noon Pacific time. If that's when it is where you're at, well, we are live. And if we're live, that means you can participate in this show. 800-932-1980 is the call-in number. 800-932-1980. Now, that is toll-free, of course. The 800 number kind of gives it away. Not that that matters too much anymore. It used to be a, a big deal, not so much now. But uh, anyhow, you can use that number and call on in, or you can go over to the chat room, which is located at theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com, and uh, you can uh, kind of go on in there and chat with the other folks that are in there. Now, uh, I, I probably ought to remind everybody again because it's still not resolved. So if you're trying to create an account, okay, if you're trying to create an account, it isn't going to work because that feature has been disabled uh, for right now because uh, the site was getting spammed, like really, really lots spammed. Big time spammed. Trying to get in there, and I, I don't know why. You know, I don't know who who's the one sitting around going, "Well, I know what we'll do. Let's spam a you know a chat room." Yeah, well, I think it's more. Uh, you know, people think, well, that's ridiculous. And it is ridiculous to think that, oh, you know, yeah, that somebody's really going to go to that extent. Well, I, I don't think it's to bother me, you know, even though it does bother me. I think that's just kind of a, a, a bonus, you know, kind of like a lot of people do things, you know. Well, they got their idea, but, oh, you know, pissing me off. Well, hey, that's just a bonus to what they're doing, right? Uh, these guys, I think, what they're trying to really do, and I do believe they are uh, focusing in on alternative media and trying to limit the ability for alternative websites to have their own independent means of communications with the people that come to their site, meaning to host your own chat room or your own forum. What they want you to do is they want you to go get one of these hosted chat rooms where everything is centralized and, you know, like 50 or 100 or 1,000 other websites are using this chat thing and it's all being fed through a centralized area which is easy for them to vacuum up all the information. Okay? That's what they want. It's like the cloud, folks. It's the same thing, okay? Centralization. Yeah, oh, we don't want to call the cloud that because centralization, gee, somebody might remember going to school or something and learning that 
centralization is a failed idea. It's why the Soviet Union couldn't feed themselves, why they collapsed, because of centralization. Every decision was made at the top. Well, the top doesn't know their head from a hole in the ground, okay? Haven't you figured that out yet? So they come up with the cloud. Oh, that's uh, clouds are white, puffy, and, and nice. But centralization, well, that's different. But you know what? It's exactly what the cloud is. It centralizes all the information in one place, nice and easy to vacuum it up. Now, that's not to say that, you know, spy agencies can't vacuum up what goes on in AVR chat, even though it is on a, you know, a separate server by itself. Hey, if they want to, they can see. They, you know what? They can just sign into chat and see what's going on. So, with all that, Why? Why is because, see, what I believe they're trying to do, because really at the end of the day, I don't think they care that much what we say. Now, you may disagree, but you see, I have a different idea of what's going on, and I have a lot of evidence to back it up that I've been kind of looking at for quite some time. And uh, why they don't really care what you say, okay, is because they will pick who they want to go after regardless of what you say. Okay? It doesn't matter what you say. They will set you up. They will plant things. They will, they will make things up. They'll supply you with bombs if they have to. Folks, they don't need you to say anything. They'll make it up. So again, why? Well, why is because AVR and almost every other site out there, I mean, there are some sites that home, you know, they uh, they did the Hillary Clinton route, and which is, hey, unless you're Secretary of State or some other government employee, you know, uh, messing around with, you know, secrets of the state, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, in a server, big deal. It's a computer with a different program on it. So what? You know, and some people have those on in-house, and uh, they do it themselves, which creates a whole different set of problems. But most places buy from hosting companies web space. And most of these, unless you're big time and spending piles of money, are called shared servers, meaning it's just like your it, it's just like in your computer when you set it up and you go okay oh wow I'm gonna start saving videos oh wait where am I gonna save them oh I know I'll create a folder called videos and I'll put all the videos I get there well a shared web server is the same thing it's one computer. It's one CPU, it's got whatever memory it's got, okay? And then they just split it up, and that folder is your website. The next folder is somebody else's website, okay? You're all using the same resources. And that all works just fine as long as nobody gets too big. 
So what these spammers are doing is what they're doing is they're creating traffic for your server. A lot of traffic. More traffic than you're actually allowed until you've got to bump it up and spend more money. Or they shut you down. That's what I believe these spammers are all about. I think they are working for the government. I think they are there to choke the server, to shut it down, so that the company will tell me, hey, listen, man, you can't have a chat room. You can't have, you know, you can't do these. You can't communicate. That's what I think they're about. So I had to just save the automatic registration feature for right now until I can figure out a way to combat the spam, which there are several ways, so please don't give me any uh, advice on this. I've already got, I don't know, almost 10 options, okay? It's just a matter of trying to figure out what's the best option, what's going to actually work, yada, 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 okay? And it takes time. So that's what's going on. So if you want to register to the chat room, you know, open up an account so you can sign in. Just send me an email and say that's what you want to do. I'll I'll hook you up, okay? Uh, but for right now, the automatic, you know, uh, thing is, is not going to be working. So there you go. Try to let people know so nobody panics because first thing, you know, somebody can't do something on my website. Uh, I don't know, man. The first thought is I'm dead. You know, that's what everybody thinks right away. I, I suppose, you know, you keep thinking that long enough, uh, eventually somebody's going to be right, you know, but, geez. <laughs> so it's not that. It's just that, you know, I've explained it. So let's get to some things here. Now, okay, so the news is saying, hey, uh, you know, Pence is a go-getter, uh, you know, national security, uh, you know, project power around the world, yada, 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 right? All right, well, Americans need, and, and including Donald Trump, needs to get real with the capabilities, okay? Because we have troubles that nobody is addressing. Because, you see, nobody's addressing it because it would, <laughs> for one, it would damage Americans' self-esteem. <laughs> and secondly, people might start asking, well, wait a minute now. You've got this trillion-dollar budget for the military. How come everything they got is crap and it doesn't work? What, what the hell is going on? What did you do with all this money? Somebody might ask that. For instance, now, I have been, I got to say, you know, I'm, I, these are moments when, uh, that make me feel good even though it's bad news, okay? Because... I've been telling the listeners here for a very long time, and it hasn't been in the major news, but today it is. It's in the Daily Mail, and it was on Drudge, so people are actually now going to see what I've been talking about for, oh, the low so many months, and actually a couple years now. The U.S. Navy's newest $12.9 billion carrier, that's 
12.9 billion folks for one boat, okay? Super carrier doesn't work. This is the headline. I'm not saying this. How many times have I told you it doesn't work? It's a piece of junk. It's garbage. They may never get this thing to work. But it costs $12.9 billion so far. But it's behind budget. Uh, I mean, it's behind schedule and over budget, of course. Like all Pentagon projects. Most expensive warship ever built... Get this. I'm reading the headline. Struggles with jets taking off and landing. Oh, my. Uh, See, that's kind of a really bad thing when you're an aircraft carrier. Huh? Struggles with jets taking off and landing? Isn't that what aircraft carriers are supposed to do? Isn't that what the, that, like, they're supposed to be good at that? No, no, not this one. It's struggling to do that. Huh, really? What else is it struggling with? Well, the $12.9 billion warship, the USS Gerald R. Ford, well, you know what? It only makes sense that if they name this carrier after Ford that it would fall down a lot, and it does. Is not ready for combat. Is that me saying that? Is that just some disgruntled American pointing fingers at the people he perceives to be corrupt liars committing treason? Oh, no. It is. Well, it is. But I'm not the only one. The Gerald R. Ford is not ready for combat, says the Department of Defense. Well, seeing as how it's their aircraft carrier, I guess they would know. The massive supercarrier is the most expensive Navy warship ever built and is due to be commissioned this year. <laughs> Probably ain't going to happen, folks. The ship delivery is scheduled for November. Uh, <clears throat> that doesn't sound so bad, except, well, that's more than two years late of its original date. Of September 2014. This thing is supposed to have already been out in the ocean defending America for two years. Okay? (laughs) A government memo says poor or unknown reliability issues are behind the latest rollout problems with the ship. Well, I told you some of the problems, folks. This, This... This article is being a little kind. However, you know, nothing on this ship works, okay? Including the ballast. Uh, Let's see. And it's the first one of uh, three in its class. And the total cost, uh, what they're saying now. But don't forget, this is a Pentagon uh, project with government contractors. So you can double the amount of $43 billion because they will run over budget. They will go past schedule. Yeah, it says it could struggle with planes landing and taking off, moving military weapons, and being able to successfully defend itself. Okay, so you can't land or have planes take off, which is just as well, seeing as how the plane designed for this boat 
The F-35 is a piece of junk that doesn't really work either. So there are no planes to land and take off. So, hey, we got a pass on that one. We got an aircraft carrier with no planes. Woohoo! Yeah, that'll be good. And that'll be fine because they could just, well, they can't move military weapons either for whatever reason that is. And it can't defend itself. So, hmm, let's see. No airplanes, can't move anything, and it can't defend itself. Boy, and all that for only 12 point something billion dollars. You know, I, I could build a real failure for a lot less than that, I tell you. I could just go out there and, you know, paper mache an aircraft carrier together for probably a lot less than that. But it goes on. Let's see. We have four. Uh, 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 uh. The memo allegedly states poor or unknown reliability issues. See, anything else would be classified because they don't want anybody to know that. Well, let's see. The magnetic, you know, state-of-the-art catapult system doesn't work. Hence the problems in, you know, airplanes taking off. And with the airplane stuck there, can't take off, well, that interferes with planes landing, see. Uh, the self-defense system, the missile system, that doesn't work. The radar system, that doesn't work either. Yeah. I've seen reports where the engines, they don't work right either. The radar doesn't work. Yeah, it goes on and on, folks. And then we get to the ballast problem, which, well, you know, that's that's a real bad thing because ballast keeps you from tipping over. And if there's a problem with that, well, you have a real major problem. Now, without actually mentioning the systems, they say these four systems affect major areas of flight operations. Defense Department Director of Operational Test and Evaluation Michael Gilmore wrote to Pentagon and Navy weapons buyers, according to Bloomberg News. Unless these issues are resolved, which would likely require, get this, redesigning. Oh, redesigning? So... The systems they bought that they paid 12 point whatever billion dollars for, they don't work because somebody did something wrong. They don't work because there are design flaws. Like the ballast. And he goes on to say, they will significantly limit the CVN-78's ability to conduct combat operations well see that's a pretty big drawback for a warship isn't it gee we have a really expensive well most expensive ever warship that can't conduct combat operations boy this is this is sounding good huh based on current reliability estimates the CVN-78 is unlikely to conduct high-intensity flight operations at the outset of a war. Well, that's nice. That, that's great. And why do we have this again? 
you know, I, I mean, okay, so we have a big, expensive combat ship that can engage in combat operations. So why exactly do we have this ship? Yep, the Navy's announcement of another two-month delay in the delivery of the CVN-78 further demonstrates that key systems still have not demonstrated expected performance. That's what John McShane says, and he ought to know, seeing as how he blew up an aircraft carrier all by himself. Uh, the advanced, oh, here we go with some stuff. The advanced arresting gear cannot recover airplanes. Uh-oh. Advanced weapons elevators cannot lift munitions. Darn. The dual-band radar cannot integrate two radar bands. Gee, it was a good idea, but somebody should have tested it first, huh? Even if everything goes according to the Navy's plan, get this, the CVN-78 will be delivered with multiple systems unproven. So so you pay for this boat, you gave the specifications you want it built by, and they're just going to deliver it to you saying, bah, a lot of crap don't work, but here's your boat. Thanks for the money. See you later. Wow. The situation is unacceptable and is, was entirely preventable. Huh. Not if you have the most corrupt system in the world and the defense contractor Pentagon arrangement is probably one of the most corrupt on the planet. After more than $2.3 billion in cost overruns, which, hey, no problem, we'll give you the money, have increased its cost to nearly $13 billion. The taxpayers deserve to know when CVN-78 will actually be delivered, how much deployment risk remains in the program, if cost overruns will continue, and who is being held accountable. Oh, I can tell you that. Nobody. Oh, you know what they'll do? They'll, they'll find some shipyard worker. You know, they'll find some guy, and they'll say it was all his fault. He did it. Yeah. That, that's what they'll do. That's who's going to be held accountable. There he is. I see the guy. He's in overalls, and he's got a white hard hat. They'll blame him. It's his fault. He did all this. And then they go on and on and on, and they tell you all about what this boat is supposed to be able to do, as if. See, in the middle of the story, at the beginning of the story, they tell you, hey, this thing don't work. The middle of the story, they tell you why. But then at the end of the story, they go through all the specifications that the ship is supposed to be able to do, but they put it to people as though this is a reality. It's not. Like, the okay, you think I'm lying? Look, they say the ship is able to launch so many airstrikes, almost one almost every six minutes. Because the deck uses electromagnetic force to propel the jets forward. It is a similar method as used on roller coasters. Oh, how much fun is that? But you see, the thing is, when they say the ship is able, but it's not able. Because the electromagnetic catapults don't work. The arresting gear doesn't work. They can't launch airplanes. They can't retrieve airplanes. So the ship is not able. 
to launch many airstrikes. Like, no airstrikes. Unless these guys are going to take off and decide to land somewhere else because there's nowhere to land on that ship. You'll roll right off the other end. This was built in Newport News, Virginia. Hmm. You know, I I would uh, be thinking, gee, maybe we ought to go somewhere else. The cost of building the ship is estimated at 12.8, about 22% over the initial 2008 budget, and an additional 4.7 billion. 4.7 billion was also spent in research and development. Gee, you know, research and development, and then we find out that these systems, remember, need to be redesigned. Okay, redesigned is a big fail. That means your research and development was all wrong. We need to redesign it. We need to do more research and redesign it. Research and development. Uh-huh. Hey, that was only $4.8 billion down the rat hole. What the heck? That's nothing, man. I wonder who got that money. I could use some of that. How about you? Anyway, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a bit.
needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals 
from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. I would like to tell you about the only truly natural dog and cat food I have found anywhere. Most all companies add a synthetic vitamin mineral pack to their dry or kibble food. Nature's logic is different. With all natural ingredients and nothing man-made added, their owner, Scott Freeman, worked for another pet food company but decided he wanted to do things right. So he started Nature's Logic. You can check them out at natureslogic.com. You will find online and local stores where you can find their products. I spent a lot of time trying to find an all-natural pet food, and Nature's Logic was the only one out there. Give your pets the best and check out naturelogic.com. Your pets will be glad you did. They also have many other natural pet products to try. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
All right, we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's still Thursday, July 21st, 2016. It's about 1247 out here on the Pacific Time Coast. Took a kind of long break there, but oh well. Anyhow, uh, we're back. 800-932-1980 is the call-in number. The website is located at theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. You can go there. Everything you need to know is there, all the ways to listen. And you can also go to the chat room and chat with the other folks. I mentioned earlier, if you haven't signed up already, you got to send me an email for the next few days, probably till Monday. You know, I'm, I'm probably just going to work on it on the weekend. But uh, the automatic... Uh, you know, sign up for a new account is uh, disabled because of spam attacks. Uh, but I can still enter you if you just send me an email and tell me you want to be in the chat room. I'll uh, hook you up. And don't worry, you can change. You know, you can change things once you get in there. Anyhow, all right. Well, where I left off was, of course, you know, all this corruption. Now, uh, because why? Why am I bringing it up? Because you know, Pence is being the vice president. For those of you who don't know the vice presidential pick of Trump, you know, is being uh, couched as this, uh, you know, well, he they say he's calling for projecting American global strength. You know, he speaks for the need for greater militarization, extreme social conservatism, and, of course, one good thing is he doesn't buy the whole climate change BS, okay? But this whole greater militarization and social conservatism, see, that sounds wonderful. And and in, in some ways it is because social conservatism is against things like homos getting married, transvestites using uh, little girls' bathrooms, you know, uh, mothers deciding to kill their babies because they're an inconvenience to their jobs. Or maybe their boyfriend doesn't like children, so kill it. Yeah, social conservatism is against all those things, but social conservatism is also against free speech. It's also against, uh, you know, oh, look at the look at the governor in Texas trying to put a, a, a present a bill that where if you insult a police officer it's a hate crime oh, well that's on american folks you know i mean you can take anything too far and i don't know this guy's you know views as extreme social conservatism but hey stopping abortion Telling the transvestites, uh, you know, go in the bushes by yourself. Not allowing homos to marry because, oh, hey, guess what? Marriage is not a government, uh, you know, involvement. I'm all for all that. Greater militarization uh, makes me question this man's sanity. But okay, that's what he says, right? Well... We've already gone through, we're building military equipment that doesn't work. And even if, like, let's take the F-35, even if it does work someday, this thing is put together in, like, six different countries. All of which may or may not be our allies in a war. And if they are not our allies in a war, uh, 
what happens when they decide we're not making any more parts for you? Huh? Think about that. We have a real problem. But then there's also the fact that, hey, Russia... <laughs> You know, well, for one thing, Russia's going to build eight nuclear cruisers, which will probably all work. But here's something more disturbing in our militarization. Here's the headline. Russia to take U.S. nukes under control. Well, that sounds, ooh. Well, it's not what it sounds like because people like to write, you know, headlines that are like, <gasps> Yeah, well, what this is, is Russian developers are carrying out a project uh, to put an advanced system of sonar detection devices on the floor of the ocean to detect specifically alien submarines. Sensors located in the world ocean will transmit data on detected submarines to space satellites, which will in turn project it back down to whoever put them there, which is Russia in this case. So our biggest surprise weapon, you know, our ballistic submarines under the ocean that just hide there and can pop up, you know, 100 miles off your coast and pummel you with uh, nuclear missiles, well, they're going to know where they are. And if they know where they are, then they're not going to be able to come to the surface high enough to launch their missiles, because they can't launch their missiles from the bottom of the ocean. They have to come up, and when they do, they will be sunk. If you know where they're at, which this is the, the whole thing. So, hey, kind of throws a little monkey wrench in the whole militarization idea, don't it? Now, yesterday, you know, I... Uh, just touched on a story of this woman in Idaho. Grieving mom, 31-year-old with a nose ring. Uh, you know, she uh, killed one of her kids in a car wreck. Not seatbelted in. She lied, okay? There was no boulder rolling across the road. The police report proves it. All right, she ran off the road into a, into a rock wall for no apparent reason. Well, her ex-husband has an apparent reason. And, you know, a lot of you might say, well, he's probably just got sour grapes. Well, his ex-wife just killed his kid. So, yeah, maybe he does have sour grapes. But here's what this says. Now, look, I wouldn't be picking on this woman... Because I want you to understand that, look, even though maybe she didn't have her kids strapped in and maybe she wasn't paying attention when she was driving, which is all bad, and maybe she should get some steep tickets for that, you know, along the lines of like a DUI would be, you know, that harsh. But I have, you know, I don't believe this woman woke up in the morning and figured, you know what, I'm going to kill this kid today. You know, it was an accident. All right? I get that. Accidents happen. I grew up in a time when nobody was strapped into the car. So I don't view that as, ne you know, necessarily negligence. Okay? It could be, but you've got a long way to go to prove that. Yeah, 
you know, if you run off the road for no reason, careless driving maybe, you know, something like that. Reckless driving even. You killed somebody. I think vehicular homicide is a little much, but hey, you know, it certainly could be on the table. But the fact is this woman has profited off of this. That's the part why I'm coming down real hard on this because, and she should be put in prison because she is profiting off the death of her son. Because what she did was she got on Fedbook and did this, oh, whoa, woe's me, uh, wah, 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 oh, love your children, hug them, and this and that and the other thing, you never know, and all this little flowery BS, right? Because if you're a parent, you don't already know that. If you're taking your kids for granted, you suck, okay? So you shouldn't even be a parent. You shouldn't have to be reminded by some woman on Fedbook to hug your children. And then, of course, she puts up a FundMe page. Yes, FundMe! And uh, Good Morning America picks up the story, so of course she's getting funded. Well, a police report contradicts statements made by the grieving mother, whose Fedbook post about losing her son in a car accident went viral. Um, there are claims that she is to be arrested on kidnapping charges within the next 24 hours, but that has not been confirmed. However, we do have a copy, this is what they're writing here, of the Idaho State Police initial investigation in the tragic death of Ashley Grimm's four-year-old son, Titus. Ms. Grimm, in the Fedbook post that has shared 400,000 times, said she swerved to avoid a rock on Highway 55 in Horseshoe Bend on June 2nd. The 31-year-old Ford Econoline van left the road, flipped over, and headed, landed on its roof. Well, it didn't land on its roof. It landed on its side. Little Titus was thrown from the vehicle and died instantly. Of course, the paperwork from the local police office indicates there was nothing on the road when officers investigated the accident. Grimm was traveling, this is a quote from the police report, Grimm was traveling north on State Highway 55 at milepost 67.7. Grimm failed to maintain her designated lane of travel and drove her vehicle off the roadway on the right shoulder. Grimm's vehicle traveled down an embankment, struck a rock wall, and overturned onto its driver's side on the right shoulder. Okay. Now, um, a man claiming to be Titus's uncle and Grimm's former brother-in-law uh, says he's a former Idaho State Police officer with inside knowledge about Mrs. Grimm and the crash. Very little of the information from Fedbook Post is factual. The crash investigation proved there was no boulder, rock, or debris on the roadway, and there were no signs of swerving, braking, or even an attempt to get back on the road. He went on to say that she is now, right now, on an illegal road trip with her children. The trip is less than six weeks after she drove off the road and killed my brother's youngest son. Local law enforcement agencies are working with the county prosecutor to have the felony kidnapping warrant issued sometime today or tomorrow. Now, you know, that has to be uh, uh, 
confirmed. Now, uh, wait a minute here. Let's see. I wish I could find that. I uh, I had a deal here, which I, I can't find. I'm just running out of time. That's my only problem here. Is that... Uh, let's see. It's her it's her ex husband, right? Uh, yeah. He says the boy who was killed in this wreck is my son. I cannot even begin to express the tragic irony of this ridiculous story on the viral Fedbook post that spawned it. Mrs. Grimm was a terrible driver. She was always driving with her children unbuckled and always on her phone. The boulder in the road was actually on the side of the road and Mrs. Grimm drove directly off the road and into the boulder and killed my unbuckled baby. Oh, and by the way, she said they were switching seats. Well, uh, they could not have been switching seats because Jude is eight years old and does not sit in a safety seat like Titus did. So, folks, you know, you hear these flowery little stories and all this sadness and all this, oh, isn't it terrible? And it's all BS. Okay, these people are in it for the money and fame. But, you know, I got to go. I'll be back tomorrow. Well, actually, I'll be back tonight at 8 p.m. So, you know, there you go. We've got a full day coming up. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Nothing goes on like it did before. I want to know what is the reason people are unhappy everywhere I go. I want to know. The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. obligations or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out when life is too much to handle use apothecary herbs emotional stress formula feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee you've waited long enough call apothecary herbs now toll free 866-229-3663 That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the3ws.thepowerherbs.com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold 
value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. and gentlemen, I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. My co-host, Alfred Adisk, and James Corbett of the Corbett Report will be joining you immediately following the first commercially, the first commercial break of the program um, in 20 minutes, 4.20 Eastern Time. So let's get started uh, with the market report, and today is Thursday, July 21st, 2016. Well, gold did remain above a three-week low today. Um, little pressure on the dollar, a little pressure on shares, both the European shares and the U.S. shares. The U.S. shares did come back a little bit. But let's go and take a peek at gold right now. I had a strong day, up 17, up $17 for gold in the New York spot price aftermarket at 13.33. Silver was up 44, still couldn't push above 20, but 19.91 is a good price for silver today. Platinum was up 18 at 11.07. And palladium was up 13 at 689. So all the precious metals did very well today. The USDX today was down, you know, not much, 0.18 at 96.94. So I'm really not sure what's really bringing that, uh, that's making the, the precious metal sector so, so strong. Uh, the crude oil was down 1.13. That certainly is moving lower at 44.62. Um, paper markets, though, today, Let's see if we can get to those paper markets. They were sort of all over the page. They, most of the day, they were down triple digits, uh, looking at 77 points to the downside right now at 18,512. The NASDAQ is down 16 at 5,073. The S&P was down 7, 2,165. 10-year yield, 1.56, little strength in the euro at 110. Asia markets were higher. European markets were sort of a mixed bag overnight. So, uh, I mean, London shares was only down like a half a percent, so really nothing very drastic in any of the markets. Uh, uh, So something is changing um, to see gold go higher. Uh, The ECB 
uh, left uh, the European Central Bank, uh, left uh, key interest rates unchanged. Did a little bit better than expected U.S. jobs uh, data that kind of weighed in today. Uh, but mainly the ECB held rates at a record low uh, as they continue to try to revive their growth and inflation. And again, with cheap credit, we all saw how well it works over here. <laughs> The rest of the world has tried the same thing, and they're going to get the same results. It just isn't going to happen. But anyway, we'll, we'll, make, we'll go along in this make-believe world that they're little uh, holding down their, their, their record uh, uh, rates at record lows is actually doing something. You know, it's still a little tough on that inflation, but we'll go along with their make-believe world. Um, so they're going to keep them low. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they can't change it. They're not in any. They're in worse. Con- I'm not sure who's in worse condition anymore. They're certainly not as uh, big as we are. But uh, so you know, maybe we are in the same basket at equal lengths, just because they're. Um, uh, but uh, certainly, they don't have the amount of debt. We're going to talk about debt. I know we talked a lot, a lot about debt here on this program. But uh, uh, but the ECB is going to have another meeting in September. Uh, supposedly this one's going to be even a little more important. Um, certainly expectations are running high that the bank will do more quantitative easing. And if expectations are running high that the bank will do something, and I can't imagine what's going on in September, that they need that quantitative easing. Um, you know, they need it quite badly. So. We'll have to see about that. Now, what I find interesting about the, all the articles I read about the European Union today is the central bank confirms that the monthly asset purchase of 80 billion euros are intended to run until the end of March 2017 or beyond. And in any case, until it sees a sustained adjustment in the path of inflation consistent with its inflation aim. Now, we're going to talk about another, we're going to talk about our debt our debt ceiling, and why that March 2017 deadline is interesting. Uh, you might think it's just a coincidence. Uh, you'll be able to, to decide for yourself. Um, but uh, I find it interesting that both the, the, the Europe and the U.S. have a March 2017 deadline, and we'll talk about our deadline in just a little bit. Uh, last night, uh, I'm sure many of you watched the uh, convention. Uh, it was interesting to see Senator Ted Cruz. He refused to endorse Donald Trump last night. Uh, everyone seemed shocked, and uh, they certainly were angry at him and were booing him. In fact, it's kind of sad that his wife had to be escorted out uh, because uh, supporters were quite angry that he did not support or endorse Donald Trump. So tonight, Donald Trump gives his speech. It will be the speech of his lifetime. I think every word, every phrase, every sentence is going to be under a microscope, especially after the snafu with uh, Melania's speech earlier in this week. And I do hope Donald sticks to issues uh, because what little I watched of the convention, I read a lot, but it seems very little has been discussed about the issues. It seems mainly it has been a Hillary bashing, which, you know, hey, she deserves it. You know, it's all about not getting Hillary elected. On the other hand, you know, I can only take so much bashing of anyone. 
You know, I want to hear what's important. What are the issues? What, I don't want to just hear everybody pat themselves on the back on what great speeches they gave. You know, I want to hear the importance and going forward. I did watch the speech by Governor Pence, and I did like him. You know, he, but again, uh, there wasn't, uh, so I hope that the issues to some degree will be discussed by Donald Trump. Or, you know what, maybe issues just don't matter anymore. I don't know. But uh, but I think it is interesting what what Cruz did, uh, and I don't understand, you know, why he would even show up. I don't even know why they would invite him if he knew he wasn't going to support Trump. Trump knew he wasn't going to endorse him. So you know, I don't know what all that was all about. It almost seems like Donald Trump is out to destroy Cruz for whatever reason. Uh, and Cruz, what I think Cruz is doing, he didn't endorse him, and I think. He believes that Donald is going to fail with all his promises. And, hey, this would be a way for uh, Ted Cruz to come back and say, hey, I told you so. Um, That's a few years down the line, but um, I guess it proved to be entertainment uh, for the news stations and for the convention. But, um, But Michael Moore came out, and he pretty much said today that he does believe that uh, Donald Trump will be president. And um, so, uh, and that was interesting coming from him. Uh, Moving on, seven years, almost seven years after the federal minimum wage was raised to $7.25 an hour from $6.55, it has remained stagnant despite the increasingly heated debate over better pay and worker predictions. But let's go back and compare gold and silver. Where was silver seven years ago? Silver was priced at $13.52. Where was gold priced at in 2009, seven years ago? 947 And again, this is a prime example of how gold and silver protects your purchasing power. If you were paid in silver, you'd be right where you should be. But this is what happens. This is, part of, this is an example of your purchasing power when it comes to a fiat currency. The buying power of the federal minimum wage has has not kept up with inflation. Gold and silver has. But the data shows that in 1968, the federal minimum wage was equivalent to 1090 in 2015 dollars, nearly $4 higher than today's rate. So again, another display of, of how those worthless dollars that you're getting paid for minimum wage has, has your, your purchasing power has just eroded over time. Again, there are two states, California and New York, who are set to have the highest minimum wage in the nation. Uh, deals were struck by the governors to raise them to $15 an hour by 2020 and 2018, respectively, with slower increases for smaller business. I think by the time 2018 rolls around, it's not going to matter whether the minimum wage is raised to 15 or not. So again, folks, if you want to protect your purchasing power, you have to get that gold and silver into your hands. Earlier this week, it was reported foreign holdings of U.S. Treasury securities fell for the second straight month of May. Uh, total foreign holdings dropped 0.5% to $6.21 trillion after slipping 0.8% to $6.24 trillion in April. Of course, Japan, second highest foreign owner of treasuries, reduced its holdings by a little bit. 
And China, the biggest foreign investor in treasuries, actually increased its holdings slightly uh, to $1.24 trillion. Uh, you know the United States needs foreigners to keep buying these treasury securities. Of the debt total, nearly $14 trillion is publicly traded on financial markets. And, of course, the rest of the money the government owes itself, including holdings in the Social Security Trust Fund, which leads me to the federal debt. I told you I was going to talk about it. It has officially moved above the $19.4 trillion for the first time as of close of business on Tuesday. This is according to the data released today by the U.S. Treasury. By the close of business on Tuesday, July 19th, and I'm just going to round these out, it had risen to $19.4 trillion. We're going to go back in time, October 30th, 2015, Congress passed the Bipartisan Budget Act, which suspended the legal debt limit until March 15th. I know you know what year I'm going to say, 2017. So again, this was that second deadline within days of the European Union's, their deadline. And uh, coincidence? I find it interesting. don't know if it's a coincidence, but it is interesting. And... I think once we see what our debt ceilings are, I mean, I mean, it's incredible. In that amount of time, in less than nine months, the federal debt has increased by $1.2 trillion, and we have a year to go. So you can probably tack on, what, another $1.5 trillion, maybe $2 trillion by March fifteenth, two 2017. The public debt limit is suspended through that date. On March 16th, the limit is increased to accommodate obligations issued during the suspension period. Because this report was released today and gold is up significantly today, I think this might have been part of the reasons why gold is higher. Um, Because there really wasn't anything else. I mean, the dollar was down a little bit, no big deal. You know, there wasn't the Dow was down a lousy 77 points, big deal. It's been hitting record highs for the past, what, two weeks? So, yeah, no, there's something else going on. So our debt continues to increase, and so do our interest payments. I believe our current interest payments are around $2.5 billion at a paltry 1.5% interest. And that is just the interest, nothing to principal. What happens when interest rates finally increase up to 3% if they ever do? I mean, you're looking at $600 billion just for the interest. I mean, again, I don't think we have to worry about rates at 3 to 4% yet. I think it's all going to fall apart prior to that, but rates will begin to in- increase. But a lot of that debt is going to be defaulted on. But when you have that kind of payment, we see things get neglected education, infrastructure, the military, and we've seen all this. What taxes are going to have to continue to go up? Taxes are never going to go down. I don't care what Republicans says they're going to tax, cut rates, cut taxes. Taxes have to go up. So government will either default or they're going to have to start cutting federal spending. And which do you think is likely the course of action from the federal government? So if we continue to borrow... Uh, and drive up that deficit, 
then we're talking trillions of dollars in interest payments. What would we have to grow this economy? You're looking at 5%. Do you think that's going to happen anytime soon? Plus, the real debt is much closer to $100 trillion when all debt and obligations are factored in. When the financial house comes tumbling down, war is usually the next thing. It's a cycle. Or maybe war is first. But folks, you really do need to get prepared. We have the debt storm. will wipe out fiat currencies. And the only real money will be left standing is gold and silver. And when that dollar comes crashing down, then they will force upon us a global-based currency. The government will take much of your 401k, your retirement accounts, and any savings that you have. All fiat currencies, based on nothing but the faith of the government, have crashed. And this is no time different. We got a nice little package today. My favorite fractional piece is an AU $5 Liberty gold piece, an AU $5 Liberty gold piece. They're beautiful, dated prior to 1907. And I think right now, if you already have your gold and silver and you're just adding to your portfolio, a one-ounce platinum bar is available, 20 bucks over spot. This little package together, it includes all your shipping costs, is $1,540, an AU $5 Liberty Gold Piece, one ounce, platinum bar, includes your shipping for $1,540. Give us a call, 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Alfred and James will be joining you, so make sure you stay tuned. obligations or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out when life is too much to handle use apothecary herbs emotional stress formula feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee you've waited long enough call apothecary herbs now toll free 866 229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3Ws.thepowerherbs.com. Since the beginning of the United States, Kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's one 800 
375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. I'm Alfred Addison, and this is Financial Survival, brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver at 1-800-375-4188. All your gold and silver coin needs. Our, our guest is James Corbett, um, calling in from Japan. Uh, he writes the Corbett Report at thecorbettreport.com. Independent critical analysis of politics, society, history, and economics, and he's also editorial writer for the International Forecaster. Um, plus, podcasts, videos, articles. We see James all over the internet. If you bother to if you want to look for him, he's all over. Hello, James. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to be back with you. Good. Got an article here from Breitbart. Just came out today. And the headline is Obama administration and UN announce global police force to fight extremism in the United States. On Wednesday, Attorney General Loretta Lynch announced that the United Na- at the United Nations that her office would be working in several American cities to form what she called the Strong Cities Network, a law enforcement initiative that would encompass the globe. This amounts to nothing less than an overriding of Amer- uh, the, the overriding of American laws, up to and including the United States Constitution, in favor of the United Nations laws that would henceforth be implemented in the United States itself without any consultation of Congress at all. Is this something you're aware of? Have you heard are this you, previously? Are you absolutely sure that that article is from today? Uh, it's our, well, it says Wednesday, uh, she made the announcement on Wednesday, and it's in Breitbart today, so far as I understand. Interesting. Well, uh, it's interesting because I remember last October when this was a story as well, and it was, or maybe September, it was around the time of the, uh, the UN General Assembly, um, which was usually September, right, um, that they uh, made the original announcement. And I remember Loretta Lynch being involved in that original announcement about the Strong Cities Network, and I covered it at the time on uh, Ground, Ground Zero Radio with Clyde Lewis. We had a talk about this, so 
This is not new. You may be right. It might be that this is this is um, this is a uh, several months old, and someone this this I don't know just showed up as a new article in from fashion to planes. Trying to remember which publication I pulled this out of, but uh, it's oh yes, yes. I'm looking at uh, at an example of this right now. It says on Wednesday, Attorney General Loretta Lynch announced. But uh, when you click on the on Wednesday, it actually takes you back to October 2015. So this uh, is uh, it's a several months old story that's being regenerated right now for some reason. But mm-hmm. interesting. Well, what um, do you uh, it is an interesting development. I think it's a bit too far to say that this is a global police force at this moment or is uh, is really going to to be that way. It's certainly envisioned to be some sort of link between these various cities that are going to work more on cracking down on extremism. And what is extremism is really the operative question. Uh, of course, that's always in the eyes of the beholder. And if the beholder <laughs> is the Obama administration. contrary to what the government says, that's extremism. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So that's um, something definitely that we should be concerned about. But uh, but uh, um, I, I, I see the at, development of this. If you're looking at the same article that I that I saw, the the photograph is I don't know fifty, twenty five, fifty UN soldiers marching in lockstep, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they certainly give you the impression that they are intending to put boots on the ground. I don't know that they said that, but that's the impression from the photograph and and uh, you know so much of the article as I've saw. Uh, do you think that is really what's going to happen, or are they just is this just an information sharing network? Yeah, I, I don't think, well, that, that photograph obviously is just for illustrative purposes and probably mm-hmm. not representative of what they're, they're saying. Uh, people can go to the justice.gov website and look at the actual speech that Loretta Lynch gave talking about the Strong Cities Network. It was at the UN General Assembly on September 29th of 2015. But um, nowhere in there does it actually say that this is a United Nations body. It was launched at the UN, or it was... The, the, the speech was given at the United Nations General Assembly, but it's not formally, I think, connected to the United Nations. It is formally, this uh, Strong Cities Network is formally run by or is the brainchild of something called the Institute for Strategic Dialogue, which is at strategicdialogue.org. And when you go there and click on the about to, to find the board of trustees, you'll see it's people like the CEO of Oceana Investment, the CEO of Axel Springer, um, the president and director of research at Shane Capital Management, um, the former chief of the defense staff of Britain. Um, I mean, various people, high-ranking uh, financiers and uh, government officials, mostly from the UK. So uh, make of that what you will. But uh, clearly there is, there is some, some might, some power behind this. It's not just a bunch of people coming up with, um, you know, just an idea off the top of their head. But uh, as far as I know, it's not formally they must not be connected to the then. <laughs> Well, not the good kind anyway. Another article from Technocracy News. Uh, This one says, China plans to replace millions of low-paid workers with robots. As a a technocracy, China is showing its proclivity for efficiency regardless of cost to humans. Meaning they plan to employ millions of robots, and they're planning to do this by 2020. Now, 
robots appear to be an idea whose time has come. Can any concerns about the humanity of people who are working for next to nothing and sweeping floors, can any concerns about their humanity and unemployment stop the rush to robots? You think robots can be slowed down at all, or is this just something you have to have if you want to maintain, if you want to be competitive? Well, um, from the history that I learned from Star Trek VI, <laughs> so take of it what you will, but the word sabotage comes when, from when uh, uh, workers in, intimidated by the rise of uh, the new manufacturing machines back in mm-hmm. the Industrial Revolution threw their wooden shoes called sabot into yeah. the, uh, the, the machinery to stop it from working, sabotage. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm not sure if that's the real etymology, but at any rate, I think no, that's, that's the right I've idea. i the same thing, and I've heard it for a right. long time. I've been, and, I've and the, of course, years yeah, ago. and we can look at the Luddites and other movements like that in the mm-hmm. past that have been afraid of technology. I think there's always that fear of encroaching technology because there are people who are always crushed under the wheels of the progress, if you want to call it that, um, towards a more mechanistic society, um, people who basically fall through the cracks. Uh, That has never in history stopped technology from progressing, however. And I don't believe that we are at a point where we can derail the automation of manual labor. Uh, It is happening right now, and it is accelerating right now. And if China is is, uh, looking into this, it is only, I think, um, the natural response to a country that is now facing the loss of its own manufacturing base to companies like Adidas, who, as we've talked about before, is now moving their plant back to Germany in order to replace workers with robots. Uh, it mm-hmm. is happening. And I think there's... Uh, and the competition like the, uh, the forces. If you want to be in the game, you've got to, high, you've exactly. got to use robots. Right. And if you're it's not... It's like a currency more... It's the race to the bottom. If everyone else is doing it, then uh-huh. the, the only way to lose is to be the last one to do it. So there is a certain logic to it at any rate, and I don't know how that could be derailed at this point. The, the even more cynical side of all of this is that you are, I mean, clearly you're expressing what I think a lot of people feel, which is the unease that a lot of people feel with these developments because it means so many workers will be uh, fall between the cracks. So we have this concern for them, and I think governments are going to play on that concern to basically broaden the tax base. Um, I I believe we've talked about before the EU is now looking into and has produced a white paper on the idea of taxing robots, of making companies pay for social social security for the robots as a way of paying into the system so that they can take care, supposedly, so they can take care of the workers. But we all know how those types of programs don't generally tend to do what they're uh, advertised as doing. It's just a tax grab by the the government. So I think the governments are going to play on that fear to try to expand their tax base while while they can. Um, But in the long run, I don't see a way around this. I don't know how this could be derailed at this point. I understand that you can't beat you can't beat the efficiency. That's if they are more efficient, significantly more efficient than people. Cost, you know, if they are more cost effective, uh, it's going to happen. But what is going to happen to the people who don't have jobs? And how are we going to deal with that? Put everybody on welfare? Can we all live in the workers' paradise finally when the robots do all the work and all we have to do is work? Watch Dancing with the Stars or something like that? That would be the ideal, I suppose. Um, I'm not is sure that is what Mark ideal. had in mind yeah, when he I, said you have to own the means of production, we'll own the robots, right. <laughs> and we can all and watch the, Dancing with the Stars? 
Right. And the state will fade away by itself. Right. Um, Yes. I uh, it's it's mind boggling to contemplate because I think what we're facing here is not just the automation of mechanical uh, manual labor, which we've seen to some extent over the past half century. But now we are looking at the automation of jobs that were previously thought unautomatable. uh, I recently did a story on New World Next Week, my video series with James Evan Pilato. We we covered a uh, an office in uh, in the UK. I can't remember exactly where Milton Keynes, perhaps, where they now have a um, a office manager robot that uh-huh. can physically go around the office and uh, collect information from people, organize schedules, do all the kind of menial administrative types of things that keep the office running. Well, that is now being automated. Um, service jobs are being increasingly automated, uh, as people have seen in McDonald's and KFC and other places worldwide are rolling out these auto, uh, basically robot, you know, order from a machine kind of things. Uh, this is happening more and more, and they're starting to talk about even knowledge-based jobs, jobs that require, you know, the ability to to write sentences and put together a paragraph to explain something. Even that is becoming within the realm of what can be automated um, by artificial intelligence. Um, and to the extent that you now have robo-journalists that can put together yeah. short news blurbs about breaking news stories uh, in an automated fashion without a human being writing them. Um, and that's obviously just going to accelerate as well. So we are now truly facing the point where humans as a whole are starting to become Obsolete, not just manual labor, but humans themselves. That's, I mean, that's that's a that's a revolution on a scale that has never occurred in human history. I, I can't think of anything to compare that to, and I don't know. I don't think anyone has a handle on how we could comfortably transition from here to there. I think, unfortunately, again, as I believe we've talked about before, this raises the specter of what a lot of very rich and powerful people have talked about at, at length and at nauseum in the past, which is, well, we don't need as many humans on the planet anymore. Yeah. How many Useful do we leaders. need? Exactly what they say. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and to find this story coming out of China is surprising to me. I mean, you've got a communist country. They're supposed to be worried about the people. Uh, there are going to be a bunch of poor people in China that are all of a sudden going to be perhaps even poorer. And that's going to, they say here that uh, the government's plan will be crucial to broader effort to reform China's economy while also meeting the ambitious production goals laid out in the latest economic blueprint, which aims to double per capita income by 2020. That's four years from now. Mm-hmm. They plan to double per capita income by 2020. I mean, uh, is that even possible? Is well, maybe realistic? if you greatly reduce the population, you improve those per capita, right? Well, maybe that's maybe that's part of it. Huh? Um, well, yeah, certainly. Old, I, I, I was going to say it's the old central planning thing, where you know, if you need to make a certain number of nails, you just make them smaller. If the nails have to be a certain uh, size, then you just make fewer of them. Uh, no, no matter how you try to categorize and quantify and make ratios and quotas, people will find a way around it. Yeah, I understand. There's another one from Michael Snyder. We'll probably talk about this. We'll take a break here in a couple of minutes, but we'll probably this will probably extend into the next segment of the program. Michael Snyder writes an article, Reshaping Tur- Turkey and Erdogan's Image, 50,000 Purged. 
Barack Obama's friend in Turkey is a deeply corrupt, radical Islamic dictator that has just staged a coup to consolidate his grip on power. 1,845 journalists, writers, and critics have been arrested for insulting President Erdogan over the past two years. And uh, a couple of years ago, he had a monstrous 1,100-room presidential palace built for himself that is 30 times larger than the White House. Um, the article goes on and says, with each passing day, more evidence emerges, which seems to indicate that the recent coup was a staged event meant to enable Erdogan and his allies to eliminate their enemies and solidify their stranglehold on the nation. First question, for my mind, is, does Erdogan really have a stranglehold on the nation? Because it seems that it, the, the result of this supposed coup was defeated by massive, massive public support for Erdogan. Is there really massive public support for Erdogan? And if there is, is it fair to say he has a stranglehold over the nation? Well, I think it's important that we don't binarize this too, too, um, too categorically, because what we have is not obviously, I mean, I don't think, well, I'm certainly not saying that Erdogan is a good guy. Um, Certainly he isn't, and the way he's running the country is not something that we would want to see you know, anywhere. But that doesn't mean that his opposition are the good guys and the democracy freedom fighters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I just had a uh, lengthy conversation with Sibel Edmonds about this um, on, on my YouTube channel a few days ago, where we, we talked about this and what, what's really happening here. Because about six or seven months ago, we had a conversation, me and Sibel, about there is a coup that's going to be coming in Turkey, and it's going to be instigated by the NATO CIA faction that, uh, to a large extent, runs or at least dictates what happens with the Turkish military. So well, let's talk um, about that a little more in a moment. We're going to have to take a break for a couple of commercials. James Corbett from thecorbettreport.com, and I will return in just a moment. Please stay tuned to Financial Survival. and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom 
food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. I'm Alfred Addis here with James Corbett from the CorbettReport.com, C-O-R-B-E-T-T. We're talking about the recent coup in Turkey. James, you were going to say something about your recent conversation with Sibel. What's her last name? Hello, James, are you still there? Well, Houston, we I'm here now. I'm here now. Sorry. Sibel Edmonds, E-D-M-O-N-D-S. Yes. All right. Um, yes. Um, uh, all right. Let's let's talk about because this is. I mean, there's a lot to go into here. It's difficult to to summarize, but ultimately, in Turkey, you have three main competing factions at this moment. You have the AK, AKP party, uh, the ruling party headed by Erdogan, um, which is obviously the what is formally in charge of the political structure of the the country. But you also have the the Kemalists, the the nationalists uh, in the military, who are generally in control of the military structure, who are at the very least very supportive of NATO. Um, Really, to a large extent, one would say that NATO calls the shots or or decides or has the final veto on what the uh, the military is or is not going to do in the country and has had that relationship for a good long time. And the third faction is the Gulenists. Uh, This is the movement created by or founded around uh, uh, Fethullah Gulen, an imam, uh, who now resides in Pennsylvania, of all places. Uh, He was a, a Turkish cleric who had to flee Turkey because he was accused of uh, wanting to overthrow the government and replace it with a, uh, an Islamic state, basically. Uh, so he flew to Pennsylvania and was given his green card and everything uh, with the help of uh, certain people uh, like uh, CIA agent... Uh, uh, I'm gonna, the name is going to elude me. Graham? Um, hmm. The name is going to slip my mind. But anyway, people like that vouched for Fethullah Gulen as he flew to Pennsylvania and became a U.S. green card holder where he now resides and presides over a multi-billion. His his, uh, net fortune is estimated somewhere between 20 and 28 billion dollars. He runs this uh, transnational religious and social movement called the Gulen uh, Gulen Movement, which includes a bunch of madrasas that have been set up in a number of countries, including a lot of countries where the U.S. happens to have geopolitical interests. So I think you see where I'm going with this. I do. Uh, 
it's quite, the implications are quite clear that Gulen has the support of the deep state in the United States NATO establishment, the CIA NATO, and uh, that it is used as a, as a type of fifth column within Turkey to, um, to rein in the AKP, the ruling political party, when it is and as and if needed. So that it's interesting, if you look at the mainstream Western coverage of Erdogan in the years past, if you look you know, five, even five years ago, you'll see Erdogan was the golden boy of the West. He was promoted as this great, you know, voice for democracy in Turkey. And he's, you know, he's a great leader and he can bring Turkey around to the 21st century and all of this. And now, of course, Erdogan is, you know, Erdogan and everyone understands that he's a horrible dictator and all of that. How did that transition take place? Was it a transition in Erdogan himself or was it a transition in the narrative in Turkey that's amenable to outside interests? And I think what we see is that NATO, the NATO CIA faction, which, uh, as I say, if not directly controls the Turkish military, at least has certain uh, very strong influence over the Turkish military and over the Gulenist faction, has decided that it's Erdogan's time to go um, and that they want to replace him. So again, this doesn't mean that Erdogan is a good guy and that we should be happy for him. But I think the Turkish people, to a large extent, there's a large base there in Turkey that understands that there is a deep state that does conspire against the Turkish government and that is largely directed by these foreign elements that they want to react against. So I'm not sure that the outpouring of support for the current government is necessarily love for Erdogan so much as we want to determine our own political future. So I think that's what that represents. But when it comes to this coup attempt last week and what it represents and who was behind it, it's uh, it's very strange. The only I think the only viable interpretations are that either Erdogan knew of this beforehand and allowed it to happen but obviously taking certain precautions to make sure that he'd be okay, but allowed it to happen so that he could benefit from the crackdown, or that it was staged by Erdogan himself, which is now the type of conspiracy theory, quote-unquote, that would be unthinkable in any other context unless this was someone who's you know, on the U.S. hit list, and then it's perfectly okay for mainstream media to run with these types of theories. That's fine, but it would be unthinkable in any other context. The article I've looked at, I'm looking at right now, it says soldiers that took part in the coup claimed that they thought they were taking part in a military exercise. And those running the coup allowed Erdogan's plane to fly across the country without incident. Um, apparently they were in a position to shoot him down if they wanted to, but they didn't, which is consistent with the idea this was a staged event, assuming this is, these are true stories in the first place. Yes. I mean, did the well, soldiers I, really think they were took place in a, just a military exercise, or did they think they were really involved in a coup? And whatever they thought, and according to Michael Snyder, so far at least 50,000 people have been rounded up or stripped of their position since the coup. All right, 50,000 people. It includes police officers. It includes soldiers. It includes journalists. I'm not sure. Do you think that 50,000 is a credible number? I don't know where Michael Snyder is getting the 50,000. I've seen a lot of numbers bandied around in the last few days, and I'm sure that number is increasing. Um, I have seen 9,000 as the largest number so far, so I'm not sure where 50,000 is coming from, but maybe that includes other sectors of society that most of these estimates aren't, aren't including. Again, I'd have to look into that number more deeply. Um, the idea that this might have been, or the people involved in this coup attempt might have believed that they were participating in an exercise is at least 
plausible. Um, it certainly yep. could be true. But again, as you say, it depends, I mean, to the extent that the uh, th- this can be taken as the serious word of these people. That source, uh, the source for that claim that these soldiers are claiming this is the Hurriyet Daily News, the Hurriyet newspaper, which is connected to the Gulenists, uh, cl- clearly uh, sympathetic to Gulen and his movement. So if Gulen did or is orchestrating a kind of overthrow of, of Erdogan, you would expect disinformation or, or strategically placed misinformation to be mm. part of their campaign. So you have to you have to worry about sources and where things are coming from. So again, there's a lot of fog of war around this, and I don't I don't take anything for granted here. It certainly could be possible that there were military that believed they were taking part in an exercise, but maybe that's just something they're claiming to try to get out of the hot water. I consider the 50,000, and I think to myself, these 50,000 that are removed probably have wives or spouses and children. We're talking about 50,000 adults. We're not talking about 50,000 children. We're probably not talking about 50,000 senior citizens. Is this bad politics? Is this something necessary? Is it something crazy? Is it something self-destructive to purge 50,000, maybe more? Can Erdogan well, get away yes. with that? Without, I mean, if he's got a wife and two or three kids, each of them, we're talking about, who knows, a quarter million, half a million people are going to be directly affected by these purges, and they're not going to be happy with Erdogan. Is this bad politics? In the normal course of things, in a normal political environment, in a democracy or whatever passes for one, yes, that would, of course, be uh, that would be something that would alienate a large section of the population. But, of course, what we see happening right now is that Erdogan has just declared a state of emergency, which will, uh, for, I believe, three months. But one can imagine how that state of emergency can be extended and extended and extended, as is happening in France right now. So that uh, we'll have to see how much power Erdogan actually takes as a result of this and whether there will be anything even approaching a democracy after this is all said and done. Uh, I mean, to a certain extent, Turkish democracy, to the extent, again, that it exists. I mean, the last military coup was in, I believe, 1989, and there have been several before that point. So it is a coup-prone state um, and and not a very stable, long-functioning democracy. But also that's been changing as Erdogan was previously the prime minister, where previously the real power in the Turkish government lied. Uh, He had to step down to take the presidential role, which has previously been a more ceremonial kind of role. But now he is making that into the center of power in the Turkish government. So I think it's all being made up on the fly, and uh, one can certainly see how Erdogan will definitely benefit in this in the short term um, to the extent that he's able to claw kind of dictatorial powers out of this. Um, But in the long term, I I still think that there are very powerful and very large interests that are conspiring to get rid of him. And clearly, I think the the opinion of the, the mass of uh, the world right now is very uh, lopsidedly against him, which doesn't tend to work out for leaders like Hussein or uh, Gaddafi or Assad. I think uh, Erdogan has basically been added to that list. What about the relationship between Turkey and the European Union? Is this going to be adversely affected where maybe uh, people are going to say, wait a second, we need stronger barriers between Turkey and the EU or... Now, is it a non-event? 
Oh, it is it is definitely an event of significance when it comes to that relationship. Turkey has previously been a member in waiting, trying to get into the European Union. I think any idea that that's going to happen anytime soon is off the table, certainly while Erdogan is in power. Um, if for no other reason than apparently Erdogan is at least contemplating, according to some sources, I'm not sure if this is actually preceded, but is at least contemplating bringing back the death penalty uh, in Turkey, which I think invalidates it for membership in the European Union, or at any rate would make it politically unviable. Um, so uh, uh, again, things are on the move, but clearly this puts a giant wedge between Turkey and Europe. And it's interesting that this comes shortly after uh, Turkey basically brokered that deal with Merkel, um, who is the European Union at this point, um, more or less, uh, to uh, to get basically a payoff to stop allowing these uh, these refugees across the border and into Europe. Um, that was basically the deal that happened. They paid uh, Turkey, I can't remember how many billions, I think it was six billion or something like that, basically as protection money to say, okay, stop, stop letting these people through and, you know, we'll be... We'll, we'll all be okay. Well, he got his money, he got his payout, and uh, at this point, I'm not sure he really needs anything else from the European Union, and I don't think he'd be expected to get it at any point in his current tenure. We've got an article here from something called the Free Thought Project, and the headline is Breaking 28 Pages Show U.S. New Saudis Aided 9-11 Attackers and Covered It Up. Have you read the 28 pages that have been recently released that were formed, that were part of the 9-11 report that were? I have, yes. I have not read through them in enough detail um, yet. I'm still pouring through all of the details of the details. But I can tell you that um, this is a significant event in, at the very least, the, uh, the, the battle for the hearts and minds of people who are still believers wholesale in what we've been told about 9-11, this is definitive proof that the U.S. government has actively been working for the past 14 years since the uh, Joint Commission uh, uh, initially let out its report for at least 14 years to cover up people who are implicated in being involved with what happened on 9-11. Uh, I don't think that this is the full story, the whole be-all and end-all of that story, but at any rate, it is black and white definitive proof that the U.S. government actively conspired to hide these these links from the American people and to continue to support the, the very people who were implicated in this, which is, I mean, mind boggling if you were to go back 15 years and ask the American people, uh, you know, so if Saudi Arabia was implicated in this, do you think we should be going after them? Should, should we be friends with them? I think you would have gotten a very definitive no response. And mm -hmm. yet... That's exactly what's happened, and uh, ultimately, U.S.-Saudi relations are still, I mean, there's still no change in the formal diplomatic stance, and they're still allies, and we still sell them all sorts of weapons uh, each and every year in record amounts in recent years. So it's very strange, isn't it? It's very strange. Um, the only possible way to reconcile this new information is to say that the U.S. government, at the very least, at the very, very least, uh, covered up information about who was behind the attacks after the fact. And I think there's obviously, again, much more to the 9-11 story, but this is, this is part of it. There's been a movement to get this information released to the public for, I assume, years. I don't know how long this has been going on. Did this movement finally succeed? 
and they just overpowered the resistance to remove to concealing this information, or are we looking at evidence of a growing animosity between the United States and Saudi Arabia? Did somebody say, "Turn this loose; it'll change American opinion on Saudi Arabia, and we can kick them around however we need to kick them"? Yes, I mean there can be no other explanation than that second explanation that you offer, because there is nothing that has changed in any of the intervening 14 years in terms of the information itself or its its importance or relevance. There was no new event per se that kicked off this latest momentum behind the release of the 28 pages. Um, and it, it hasn't been a secret what is in the 28 pages for the entirety of the time that they've been classified. Um, I vividly recall seeing um, back 14 years ago when the report was first released on the Canadian news networks, they were talking about the, there are 28 redacted pages that talk about foreign complicity or foreign assistance in the widely believed to be uh, pointing a finger at Saudi Arabia. And that's exactly what was in it. Well, that's true. That's true. I've been aware of it at a time. I'm not a student of this particular issue, but I've been aware for, I don't know, several years at least that uh, the uh, Saudi Arabia was implicated and that uh, that that involvement was concealed by our own government. But we're out of time, James. I want to thank you again for being on the program. Look forward to talking to you in two weeks. Um, interesting, fascinating. The CorbettReport.com, folks. C-O-R-B-E-T-T Report.com. I'm Alfred Addis. This is Financial Survival. Be back tomorrow. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, Frank, the producer, and James Corbett. I work all night, I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. Ain't it sad? Still, there never seems to be a single penny left for me. Political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have been
provide Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. My live show for Thursday, 21st day of July 2016, and it is four minutes past the two o'clock hour. And again, I'm located out here in the state of Washington, which puts me in the Pacific Time Coast. Furthermore, you're listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network, which means you should go to theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. That's the website for this network, and you should all know know what to do when you get there. I have a website, Condition Critical Show. You should check it out. I have a blog, a couple new posts on there. Go check them out. The one I had been working on, I promised that I was going to finish, and I did. I touched it up a bit. I touched it up a bit. Hold on a second. Uh, in, oh, I mean, uh, this afternoon before I came on the show. Give me one second, fellas. I have to uh, make an adjustment here. Uh, give me one 
second here. Okay. Well, there we go. No. Okay. How's that? I, I had to adjust some volume there. Let me, uh, give me one second, fellas. All right. Okay. I adjusted my volume slightly. So if I'm still overmodulating there, fellas, let me know, and I will try and make the correction. Anyway, let's just continue on. Where was I? Yes, my website, conditioncriticalshow.com, uh, and you should check it out. Got my, uh, like I said, couple of new posts on there. What else? Well, we can do the administrative stuff at the end. Let's just uh, move on. As always, a lot to cover. Had a lot to cover yesterday. Didn't get to all of it. And, you know, news moves rather fast. Hmm. Uh, give me one second, fellas. Let me, uh, apparently I have a bit of an overmodulation thing going on here. Let me uh, try and make a, another adjustment here. Okay. I, I just adjusted the volume down significantly, so we'll see if that's any better. Haven't done anything different on my board here, folks. So, how's that? Let's see. No change yet, huh? Okay, sounding better, Clint says. All right, give me one more second, guys. I will try. I did have trouble signing into Skype this afternoon, actually. Uh, that's the second time that's done that to me. Yeah, see, it's not even... Hold on. That. Okay, I'm saving it, and every time I go back to it, it... Uh, it goes right back up to high for some reason, even though I'm saving it. So, you know, stop doing that. Yeah, Skype is uh, being rather difficult this afternoon. Okay, well, I'll mess with it during the break. I'll mess with it during the break. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, might be that. Uh, I don't know how the sound can get messed up. Sometimes it happens. There's that. I don't know if that would be, make a difference. Let me do this here. How's that? I just uh, try that. Okay. I don't want to be too low, so I got. I just turned my volumes down pretty low. So okay, let's not waste any more time. I just if it's all good, sounding better. Okay. How's that, guys? Does somebody give me a ping? How's the? Uh, I'm not really leaning into the mic any differently than I normally do. So uh, I'll assume that things are better. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Okay. That is strange. If it's overmodulating, that is very strange. I don't know what somebody... Yeah, okay. All right, let's just move on. Uh, as I was walking in the park yesterday, as I always do on my days off, yeah, I see that. Uh, it's not better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I, t I tuned in to uh, Ted Cruz when he was speaking at the convention. I'm not going to really talk much about it. I have to say this, though, and I I'm not sure if it's, if, if it's significantly hurt Donald Trump, but I'll say this. Well, let me go back a second here. Ted Cruz, 
came out and said that, you know, that he was actually invited by Trump to speak, number one. And number two, he made them aware of his speech hours before he did it. Apparently, in other words, he, like, he made his speech available. I guess I would only have to, I got a couple of things to really say about this. The first thing I have to say really is, yeah, is, uh, I apologize for this. I haven't really done anything different with the sound, and now I've got things pretty much turned way down. Uh, Anyway, where was I? Ted Cruz. Yeah, it, you know, if I had been Donald Trump or the campaign, I, I don't even know why you would invite the, uh, Ted Cruz to speak at the convention. I don't know why you would invite any of the losers to speak at the convention. Okay. Uh, very strange. I don't know where. Uh, we'll just deal with it during the break. Maybe Frank can help me out. Because I've got my main outgoing, you know, turned way down. If I turn it down any lower, I, I don't think you guys would hear me. Just stick with that. Uh, I've got a small fan running over there, and that normally uh, shouldn't be the problem. Because if I turn it off, I'm going to melt. So... Where was I? I don't want to get too distracted. Just hopefully you guys can bear with it until the break. Uh, getting back to Ted Cruz, yeah. You know, I don't, I, you know, I wouldn't, I, don't, I wouldn't have seen any, you know, positive coming from that. And certainly there wasn't, I mean, after he spoke. Because he just trumpeted the same old stuff that, they, that they've been saying, that, you know, these Republican, establishment Republicans. And he just proved that he is an establishment Republican based on some of the things that he said. Like, support for Israel. I think people are getting tired of hearing that. He talked about the war on terror. That's all he talked, most of what he talked about was the same old typical establishment, you know, Republican establishment mantra. And, you know, and then at the same time, he didn't endorse Trump, which big deal. I mean, how far does an endorsement go, really? Especially coming from someone like Ted Cruz. They don't like one another. So he's not going to endorse them. And even if he did, it it would come off as I don't know, being somewhat disingenuous. So that's the only thing I really, uh, you know, took from that, and that's the only thing I listened to. I actually, I initially got a blip, you know, on my on my handy dandy iPhone that Mike Pence was going to speak, and then when so I went to tune in, you know, use the tune in app there. Uh, it was Cruz that was uh, speaking, so maybe Pence spoke after him. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of you know, tuned out from there. So, I mean, if that's all they're talking about at the convention, the same old stuff, you know, that's not what appealed the mass amount of people to Trump. You know, his support uh, doesn't really draw from that that type of rhetoric, if if, if you catch my drift. Uh, That's not where he gets his support from. Uh, He he won the nomination, and he he kicked their butts by being the anti- Republican, if you will, or the anti-establishment Republican, if you will. And he didn't just go out there and tout the same old thing. He, he at times, was uh, critical of Israel, which, that's, that's like taboo. I mean, that's, you know, there's, there is something worse than being called a racist, and that's being called anti-Semitic. That's the worst, because of how they are. The Jews, that, that is. They're despicable people. We shouldn't be supporting them in any form or fashion. 
they have nothing, we have nothing in common. We are not a Judeo-Christian nation. We are a Christian nation. And so I think that by, you know, Cruz was just pandering as well for whatever reason. So anyway, uh, I'm not, uh, you know, going to really speak much more on, on, on Trump or, or the whole thing there, uh, or Cruz, that is. So let's just move on. I did notice, I wasn't going to talk about it, but but I did notice, and I saw people were talking in the chat room. Now the NBA is going to, uh, you know, they're moving the All-Star game from Charlotte. Now we kind of figured that this was going to happen. Uh, I mean, look who the, just look at the name of the commissioner of the NBA. His name's Adam Silver. So that should tell you everything right there. And again, you know, we, we kind of knew this was coming. And who cares, really, at the end of the day? Like uh, Frank had said in the chat room, uh, we shouldn't be watching that, especially white people, especially basketball, shouldn't be watching the NBA. It's nothing but the African League. That's all it is. Uh, you want to talk about diversity, and I've gone over it before, and it's still worth mentioning, and that is that the NBA is basically black completely, at least the players are. I mean, and I've, I've produced the numbers before. It's very high. It's, it's got to be over 80%, and it could be even as high as 90 or 95%. Black, you know, you see very few white guys you know, playing professional basketball. Now, there could be a number of reasons for that. It, it, it could be that there just aren't enough good white basketball players out there. And, hey, maybe that's the case. Maybe. I, I, don't, I don't think so, but maybe that's the case. Either way, you don't see them clamoring. You don't see anyone clamoring for diversity in, it, in the NBA. Now, the NFL, they're like a distant second. Not really, I, I, actually, a, a distant second. They're kind of a close second in terms of, uh, you know, the disparity between black and white players. You have entire NFL teams, or you have NFL teams that are almost entirely made up of blacks. And so you see no one, nobody clamoring to diversify the NFL. You do, however, see them clamoring to diversify things like NASCAR. And you have, NASCAR actually has a program called Drive for Diversity. That's like their you know, let's get minorities in here program. And they started this like six or eight years ago, maybe as long as 10 years ago, somewhere around there. Back about when I stopped following NASCAR. Because I thought, what are you doing? There's no reason for you to do that. Let them complain all they want. If a black dude wants to drive a race car, let him come up through the ranks just like everyone else. But no, they got to have this drive for diversity. And Major League Baseball has the same thing. Uh, because they clamor in Major League Baseball because, the, you know, you've got the... The, the players in, in, in baseball are mostly white and, and Hispanic, or however you want to. You've got a lot of uh, Venezuelans and, and Dominicans and, and so forth. And, and so that's where you see the clamor for diversity go. You'll never see that coming. You'll, you'll never see them, you know, pushing the same thing for, for the NBA. Because they, that's that's the, they don't want diversity, okay? They, they, want, they want everything. And I say just give it to them. Stop supporting and let the, let the black community uh, support. Let them fill the stadiums. Let's see if they, if they can fill an NBA stadium with just blacks. You might want to have a lot of security on hand, okay, because you know what it's going to turn into. Anytime you get a, 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 you know, that much, that many blacks in one area, especially a confined space, you're going to have problems. That's just the way. That's just how they are. They're not civilized people when they're in a group. They're just, they're just not. So that's about all I'm going to say on that. But, again, we knew it was coming. And, look, I used to follow uh, college basketball. I, I was a big fan. But, see, college basketball to me died the day 
that Indiana University fired Bobby Knight. That was it for me. That, that was it for me. But I see here there's a sub-story within this, that the story I was just talking about. Coach K, now that's Mike Krzyzewski. He's the head coach of uh, uh, Duke University and uh, University of North Carolina coaches. Here's the headline. Coach K, UNC coaches condemn HB2 bill. That's the, that's the, uh, the, the North Carolina bill that, that prevents, you know, sexual deviance, and that might be, you know, not the, the best description, but certainly freaks, people that, you know, guys that dress up like girls, I mean, they're freaks, and they're, they look like clowns. Uh, what's his name? Bruce Jenner's been in the news lately. He come out and he said that it's the, it was harder for him, or what was it? I, I don't have the story in front of me. Something like it was harder for him to come out as, as a Republican than it was for him to, to come out as uh, as a a clown. Uh, let's just put it that way. And he's sitting there, you know, in a dress. And it's ridiculous. I mean, these people are ridiculous, and we're supposed to take them seriously. I kind of talked about it yesterday, how, how absurd things are, you know. And this is how things are in this country. I mean, we, we, we live in a country, guys, boys and girls, where, where, the, where normal things, right, have, have become, you know, to most people absurd, it seems, right? And, and on the other hand, it seems like the, the absurd things or absurdity has become like normal. Things are completely flipped. And you can just take, you can, you can, you know, you can take, you know, any area out there. And if there's something normal, people are attacking it. And if there's something abnorm, abnormal, people are praising it. There's something wrong with that. There's, there's, there's something wrong with that, ladies and gentlemen. And we we got to turn this around somehow. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure that Donald Trump's the man to do that. I, I really don't know if he's going to be, you know, the leader that's going to be able to turn everything around. But you know, I think we're going to we need a little bit more, uh, you know, help here. We we need more people. It's the same old thing. We need more people, you know, to stand up. And and again, like I said yesterday, it would be very simple to to flip this thing around if more people just started writing letters to their editors or calling their congressmen and writing letters to them or just if you can send an email everybody has a computer and and everybody has the internet in spite of what they tell you out there because you get a lot of this all well there's not enough uh poor people that have the internet and there's this whole drive to get you know obama started it in his first administration and you know this was this like uh uh, internet minority outreach kind of program thing and it's just ridiculous you know but it, it's the same thing as like voter id i see texas uh, or the some u.s court just struck down uh the texas voter id law this is like the third time it's been struck down and all it, you know it's the same thing as in wisconsin all they want or wanted was for people to, to provide id in order to vote i think that's a reasonable measure to do but no you know these courts are anti-American and they're anti—they're anti-American. I mean, how else can you say it when they strike down something as reasonable as providing ID to to vote? I mean, just think about it. Otherwise, what? Otherwise, people would just show up and vote, and probably numerous times as well. You know, I can just march to any polling place and and, and vote. You know, yeah, this is who I am because that's who I say I am, and they're just supposed to. Take my word for it. Well, it shouldn't be that way. I mean, you need an ID to, to take a library, to, to, to check a library book out at, at the local library, at least where I live, you know. And, and you need an ID to, like, uh, join the YMCA and, 
and you need an ID for a whole host of things, right? And you, one would think that needing an ID to, to vote would be, a, you know, would be no big deal. It would be pretty reasonable. So there's an obvious reason why they don't want or why they, you know, don't want these states to have laws requiring people to have an ID. And there can only be one reason for that, and that's because they're actually promoting vo- voter fraud. Now, but yeah, they kind of cloak it in, the, in this whole, because they're doing the same thing in Texas. They're saying that it's going to affect minorities and disenfranchised minorities. That's bunk. <laughs> that's bunk. And if, you, and if anybody believes that, they're, they're, they're a retard. There, there's a, that's not why. They, they want it, so there's an obvious reason why they want it. And the most obvious reason is, is that they want the, the hordes of illegal aliens that are living in this country illegally, they want them to be able to vote. So they can continue to advance their, their progressive, you know, communist agenda. And at the same time, and this is something that these illegal aliens may, might not understand, is, is that they're not doing themselves any good either. I mean, because the establishment isn't really for them either. Because, you, know, you know, they're going to get to everybody. And they're just using the illegal aliens right now. As a, they're using them as a tool. And they're just being, they're just like a bunch, they're like 20 or 25 million useful idiots right now residing in this country illegally that the establishment is just taking advantage of to, you know, to, uh, to uh, you know, corrupt our, our voting system and, our, and, 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 the, and the election uh, process, as far as I'm concerned. Check the time. Okay. Yeah, exactly, Clint. Owned and bought for, you know, I see that. Yeah, I'm just checking it. Yep, I'm just checking the chat room here. 68% of the NFL. Yeah, because I had gone over the numbers. Oh, it was about a, several months ago. And I pulled them right from, um, oh, it was a pretty good website. And it had a pretty good breakdown of each sport's, you know, racial makeup and, and so forth. So, yeah. You know, I would just advise people to just stop watching sports. You know, like I said, I was never like a huge sports fan. I was maybe a casual sports fan. I did go to a, a lot of baseball games when I was in, like, junior high and so forth and was a big hockey fan and somewhat of a big college uh, basketball fan. But as I said, you know, socially things started to change. But, you know, as far as sports went for me and all that. But then I just kind of got away from it. I think that once you achieve a certain age, I mean, I just don't see the point in sitting in front of a television uh, watching a football game and or well, you know or a basketball game or a hockey game for that matter and hockey's a pretty fun sport to watch still even though they've kind of you know messed up the game they've europeanized it too much and so forth and gotten away from like the traditional you know north american hockey you know that, that, that i was used to growing up so nothing has really changed for the good as far as sports go and it has only changed for the worse and then you have situations like this now i mean you folks if there's any folks out there in georgia listening uh the nfl's uh scheduled to uh have the uh super bowl there at the atlanta's new stadium i forget you know if it's next year the year after something like that or at least they're in the bidding process for it well you can bet that they're not going to do that either because georgia has a bill barring you know clowns from now the definition will have to for today at least the definition of clown is guys that like to dress up as girls and go into the girls' bathroom. They, they have a similar law. And, you know, these laws don't get enacted just because. You know, there still is somewhat of a process here. And the people want one of these measures, you know, to protect, you know, their, their kids. I mean, you know, 
I, I think I said it. I mean, you, you don't think for a second that Obama would let Bruce Jenner uh, tinkle in the same bathroom as one of his daughters, do you? <laughs> do you really think that he would allow that? I mean, no. Now, he can say and he can come out all he wants in support of the homos. And he might not be the best example to use because he's a, pretty, he's a degenerate, so he may not be the best example, but you catch my drift. You know, I, I think you would find very few pol uh, politicians uh, that would allow Bruce Jenner to go tinkle next to their young daughter in, a, in the girl's restroom. Okay. And I think in secret, or in private at least, you would get a little bit of a wink-wink and a nod-nod. Like, yeah, it ain't going to happen. So, but no, what they, but they want it to force that on the rest of society. And that's all government does is they force, like I said, they force abnormalty. They've been forcing abnormalty on us for how long? And it's, and it's, I mean, now it's, it's become, like, absurd, the abnormal. That's, like I said, I mean, I, I thought about that in the park yesterday. I'm, I'm thinking, I was thinking how, you know, anytime there's something normal, you know, there, like there's, a, there's a normal community over there in Timbuk3, and, and how is it that, that you know, the abnormal and the, and the degenerates find that normal community? It's odd. It's just very strange. Well... They get directed there somehow, and then they go there and they start protesting and doing whatever, and, and they get some subvert, subvert, subvertives in there, right, on the city councils or on, like, some kind of local commission. And then they start, you know, corrupting the whole place. And next thing you know, hey, man, Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, what was his name? Robert Bork. He was a, a failed Supreme Court nominee. I think Reagan perhaps nominated him. And, you know, he had a lot of good insight, and he was, he was borked, as they say. That's the uh, the term that had come up for you know getting you know the the shuffle out of the whole Supreme Court nomination process. But he wrote a book, and I read it years ago. This is back in the well, this would have been back in the 80s. It was called Slouching Towards Gomorrah, and I, I recommend it. It's a pretty good read. It was by Robert Bork, so you also check you all should check that out. I don't want to get too far where I'm going. I got something interesting. I'll set it up here. Uh, for after the break, it's going to be like a list, and everybody likes lists, and it's going to be kind of a different list. And I'm going to go over it, and then afterwards I'm going to maybe, not maybe, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to kind of describe or, or, or you know, convey to you why I'm, I've, I've presented you with this list. So look forward to that. And I'll also post a link in the chat room from uh, the source where I, I got this list. It's a pretty... And it's just pretty insightful. If you, if you watch, it's about an 11, maybe 12-minute video on YouTube. And it's pretty insightful if you, if you watch it. So uh, I will post that in the chat room uh, after the break. So I just kind of wanted to set that up. Got some uh, mainstream music coming up. I'll let them play through, as I said. Uh, sometimes I do uh, fade some of the music out. But i got a couple of good songs coming up. And at the same time, uh, maybe Frank Mountains that we move Caught like a wildfire out of control Till there was nothing left to burn and nothing left to prove
people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $140. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
right, folks, welcome back. Second half of the Condition Critical Show with your host, Jay Shanahan. Again, you're listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network. It is still my live show for the 21st day of July, 2016, 41 minutes past the 2 o'clock hour. And we'll just continue on. Now, we did try, and Frank and I tried to work on my, my volume during the break. And I'm kind of somewhat relieved that it's, I, it's not anything I'm doing wrong. My machine is just not letting me manually adjust the settings for whatever reason. Even though I've gone to three different places on my machine and tried to do it, they just automatically go back up to the whole way to the maximum level. So I don't know of having problems signing in with Skype this afternoon. I mean, it literally wouldn't let me sign in. I had to create a, a whole new password, even after I triple-checked, you know, the original one. This is like the second time Skype has done that to me, basically booted me. And I don't know if that's, uh, yeah, my computer's possessed. It is an old machine. It's giving me problems. Uh, at times, the screen will go completely black, and it'll like you do a little flash or whatever, and then the, the screen will go black. Now, I can, I'll still hear everything, you know, but I, there, I got no screen, so... I have to just, I have to, you know, turn it off and turn it back on. So I bought it. Oh, it's got to be back in 2006 or 2008. So, yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of an old machine. So, hey, that's what I wanted to do. I, I, I want to get this out of the way. So, because I don't have a lot of time left here this afternoon. So I wanted to go over it with you this list. Now, what I'll do, uh, let me find the uh, video where I pulled this from, because you guys might want to watch this yourself. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Let me find it. This is a list. It's a top 10 list of cars that you would think are made in America, but are not. Okay. And I thought, well, look at that. And this is a channel that uh, I'm subscribed to. And it's, 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 you know, just like car reviews and so forth. And yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Hold on, let's see if it's booting up. Yeah, here we go. Let me post this for you in the chat room, and then we'll just kind of move on. You guys should watch it. It's pretty interesting. Here we go. One second. There it is. Background hissing. Background hissing's gone. Okay, made some radical adjustment. Okay. Let me just There's the uh, video, top 10 American cars that you would think are made in America but are not. Now, of course, if you watch the video, you're going to be able to get all this information, but I just kind of want to present it to you first. And, and they just start from number 10, and they go on down. And the first one is the Ram Promaster, and it's a van. It's like one of those European vans, and you, we have all seen these kind of uh, commercial, like a little bit bigger than a minivan vans, but they got this like European look, right? Well, the Ram Promaster, now being a Ram Promaster, it's a Dodge. And, yeah, you would think a Dodge is made in America. Well, no, this, is made, this one's made in Mexico. And... The reason you should watch the video is some of the commentary that, and these guys that might not, you know, be as, you know, you know, they might not have any political affiliation. You know, I don't know that they realize, you know, what they're describing here. And basically what they're describing is how globalism has, you know, destroyed the auto market and destroyed the auto manufacturing jobs for Americans. So the second one, well, actually in eighth place, because they start from number 10, and work down to number one. And they said it was no, in no particular order. So actually we're at, what, number nine. So, and this one surprised me. 
the Dodge Challenger and the Dodge Charger are not made in America. I mean, they're like the quintessential muscle cars, are they not? Now, I know that they, Dodge got it right with the Challenger. It's a, that's a nice-looking car, nice-looking automobile, and the Charger is as well. But the Charger was not a four-door, and you know they, they, that's all they make now on the Charger is the four-door. Well, that, those automobiles are made in Canada, which some might say, well, that's like the 51st state and blah, blah, blah. But no, it's really not. So you would think that the Dodge Challenger and Charger would be made in America, but they are not. Now going down to, let's see, let's see, one, two, well, now we're at the Ford Focus RS, and this is a sporty little, and they show images of these vehicles and what all. We've all seen the Ford Focus. Well, this RS one is supposedly going to be like an all-wheel drive, and it's got some body uh, motif on it, spoilers and different things, and, you know, and it's kind of a souped-up Ford Focus. Well, that one's made in Germany, and I don't know who it's in collaboration with. I don't know who or if they said it, it was in collaboration with anyone, but the Ford Focus RS is made in Germany. So there you go. You would think Ford, yeah. On down, let's go on down to the Chevy Spark. Now, the Chevy Spark was, is made in conjunction with Daewoo. Daewoo is a Korean company that GM bought, or Daewoo bought GM, however that whole thing worked out. Kind of a neat-looking car, just a small little automobile. Chevy Spark, made in Korea. I kind of gave that away by uh, saying that it's kind of in collaboration with Daewoo, but it does maintain the uh, Chevrolet label. Now, this one here, the next one, even the presenters of these two dudes on YouTube, they were surprised. The Ram heavy-duty pickups, like the big diesel uh, one-ton and uh, three-quarter-ton pickup trucks, very nice-looking. I had no idea they were made in Mexico, and, you know, I like those trucks. And if I were to go out or you know, and, and, and buy a, a heavy-duty pickup, I would, I would uh, you know, I, well, before this, I would have chosen the Dodge because I like the look of them. They come with the Cummins uh, diesel engine, very good engine, so forth, but they're made in Mexico, guys. So there you go. Below that, and you have a couple of Buicks. One of them is a Buick Envision, and I, don't, I can't recall if that was like a, it was a crossover as I've, no, yeah, it's like a kind of a crossover. They'll show images of these things, and it's a Buick Envision. You would think Buick. Now, where could that possibly be made other than the United States? Well, this one's made in China. So there you go. We have cars, Buick, American-labeled cars being made in China. There you go. And as I said, the next two were Buicks. The next one is a Cas- uh, It's pronounced Cas- Cascada. Buick Cascada. It's a kind of a sporty uh you know, kind of convertible-looking thing. And, you know, when I say where this is made, you're going to just scratch your head. It's not China. It's not Mexico or Canada. It's Poland. That's right, Poland. The Buick Cascada is made and manufactured in Poland. Very strange. I thought it was very strange. The next one is a pretty cool car, the Chevy SS, and you don't see them that often. And it's made in Australia. It's made in collaboration with Holden. Uh, Holden made a lot of cool muscle cars. If you if you're familiar with the uh, Mad Max movies, like the first one, those interceptors that they had kind of tricked out to look kind of apocalyptic and all that. Those were those were Holdens, and they do make pretty good muscle cars, or they used to. I don't know if Holdens around anymore, and I guess Chevy bought them, and that's where the Chevy SS is made. It's got a 6.3 liter V8, about 415 horsepower. Nice looking car. It's a four door sedan, but it's made in Australia. Below that, the last two, you have the Ford Transit Connect. It's kind of similar to the Ram Promaster. It's a van 
kind of uh, Europeanish looking van, kind of meant for like commercial application, like a FedEx or some delivery, like a maybe O'Reilly Auto Parts delivery van or something like that. Well, that one's made in Turkey. I mean, who would think? What, Turkey? I mean, they're pretty uh, uncivilized over there, if you ask me. But uh, they manufacture the Ford Transit Connect, so right there in Turkey. And the last one, I was surprised, but not really, the Jeep Renegade. Now, they specify the Renegade, uh, so I'm assuming that some of the other Jeeps are still made in Ohio where the Jeep plan is. Uh, but the Jeep Renegade, and again, I'm not totally surprised because it is it was made in collaboration with uh, – Fiat, or they are in collaboration with Fiat, that being uh, Jeep and Chrysler and all that. that uh, so it's obviously it's made in Italy, and it's a cool-looking Jeep. Uh, it actually gets pretty good reviews for its off-road capabilities. Kind of small, uh, but that's what people want nowadays. And, and you see them a lot now. They're very popular, and they're, they're kind of inexpensive. And at the same time, though, uh, and this same channel, if you check out this channel, it's pretty cool. This same channel... Uh, has done a review on the Jeep Renegade and, and as far as they kind of put it through its paces, so to speak, you know, up a, a big rocky hill and so forth. And it comes at a whole bunch of different trim levels and, and so forth. <laughs> and the reason I brought this up again wasn't, you know, to turn this into like the, a, a car talk show, but as you watch this video, you will hear these, at least the one host, well, both of them actually kind of go back and forth about why, like they, they mentioned on the Ram heavy duty pickup that, you know, he even said it's just they do it because it's inexpensive to make down there. He actually said cheap at first, and then he changed it to inexpensive. And the other fella a couple of times said, you know, we, we live in this, like, a global environment now, this global, you know, kind of, a, you know, economy where, he, you know, he, he said, uh, you know, you have these uh, companies out there, you know, taking advantage of different trade deals and, and stuff like that, and, and yeah, I mean that's that's what we have, and 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 that's and, there, and that's the reason why I presented it to you is I mean if anybody wants an example of of, of how globalism look, you know they say that, you know these car companies and the politicians will say that, that free trade is good, and you have people that actually believe that 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 free free trade is good and it, it lowers the cost of things for people and all this, and and I guess if it wasn't a zero sum game then everything would be okay. But see, it's not a zero-sum game. When, when Dodge moves their pickup truck plant out of Detroit to Mexico, they don't replace it with anything. So that, that's, that's not a, you see what I'm saying? There's not a, so then things aren't fair. Okay, so yeah, the, the, the Ram heavy-duty pickup truck plant moved to Mexico, and this one fellow said, it said you know, it's brought up the standard of living you know, for, for those savages down there. And okay, I guess maybe it has. Maybe instead of four or five cents a day, they make maybe 12 or 18 cents a day. I don't know. And instead of a grass hut, they live in a corrugated metal shack. I don't know. And then maybe instead of a slit trench with the raw sewage, they actually have like a, 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 like a drainage, a real you know, PVC drainage pipe or something. I don't know. But the point is, you know, when these plants, like, for instance, you know, the, uh, the Ram, and that's kind of the most significant one, or even the Dodge Challenger or Charger, when they stop making those, automobiles, any of these automobiles in the United States, they don't replace them with anything. There's no replacement, right? So then it's not, then it becomes not a zero-sum game, if you catch my drift. There's, there's a loss. And so what I never understood was, I mean, don't they want people to buy these cars? And I guess people are buying them, but are they buying them in the, in, in the amounts that, 
that maybe they used to, you know, because what we, what we have with these plants leaving the country are those jobs are gone forever. Okay. They, they, you know, they don't come back. So you, you have good, you had good, you know, uh, you know, middle-class paying jobs that, 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 that were good jobs. And now they're, they're gone and they're gone forever. And they're in places like Mexico, Poland, are you kidding me? Australia, Turkey. I mean, come on, Italy. Anyway, I just thought I would present that to you this afternoon. Check out the video, though, and it's a pretty good channel. And they do some pretty fun little, uh, you know, it's just kind of a break, really, you know, to get away from, like, a lot of the political stuff that, that's going on out there. It, it's a distraction, okay? And it's, it's probably uh, not as harmful as, as a distraction as, as most things. So just thought I'd present that to you this afternoon. I do apologize for these sound settings. I'll work on that, fellas, uh, for the future. Now, I will have an announcement as far as my radio program. Uh, and Frank and I are in, we're, we're talking about that, and I'm, I'm not going to really get into it uh, this afternoon, but I'm not going to leave you guys hanging much longer. My schedule has changed will and will change. And so... Yeah, Frank and I had talked yesterday, and I thought I was going to get to it this afternoon. I know, Clint, you had asked me in the chat room, uh, are you still with us today, Clint? He may have left uh, for this afternoon. He usually has to be somewhere, apparently. Uh, But for the rest of you fellows out there, I will let you know, uh, perhaps this evening, maybe I'll call into Frank's show or something like that. I don't don't want to put anyone on the spot or anything like that, but I will have an announcement. So kind of just look forward to that. Other than that, guys, I mean, I got a few minutes left here before the end of the show. Uh, you know, didn't have anything really. I, you know, on my Thursday shows, because I get so much into it, you know, it, typically my Wednesday shows are a little bit more intense, and I cover some things more intensely. And I don't know if it's been a theme, but I, it's at least been kind of a pattern where my Thursday shows are just kind of somewhat, I try and keep them just a little bit light, you know, and so forth. I did... Uh, kind of talk about a couple of news items. And that's something that, you know, I kind of want to get away from as far as muckraking goes. I would rather do a little bit more commentating than actual muckraking, although that's necessary. And what I mean by muckraking is, is that's all it is, really. I mean, you're just kind of looking at the events of the day and, and you know, just kind of muckraking the news. But And it's important at times, and it's essential to do at times, but at the same time, uh, I'm going to try and do a little bit less and less of that. Uh, I think I'm getting a little bit better at that as well. Again, not much else to cover. You know, I do see that Roger Ailes is uh, resigning as the, uh, what is he, the headline, Ailes is out as Fox News had Murdoch named acting chief. So I guess they uh, thought they had enough of Roger Ailes there. And, yeah, again, I think I'd listen to Frank's show. Yeah, I think he talked about it last night where, you know, you don't just get to come out, you know, 10 or 15 years after something happened or allegedly happened in your pretty little head and just get to say that somebody sexually harassed you. And at the same time, I mean, haven't these girls been saying that they all want to be the same anyway? I mean, they want to be combat troops. You know, they're, going to be, they're not going to be able to, to uh, you know, file any complaints with like uh, NATO or the War Crimes Commission, you know, that they were sexually harassed by, you know, uh, Sheikh Mohammed Jabbar after they get taken prisoner in some freaking third world cesspool of a Muslim nation, right? Ain't going to happen. So I just find it odd that these girls 
you know, over there at Fox News. They knew what they were getting into over there. Anybody that's ever watched Fox News knows what you're watching Fox News for. You're watching it to see all the little pretty girls in their short dresses. And so, I mean, if they didn't want to wear the short dresses and get the boob jobs and all that, they, that was their choice to not do that. But they chose to do it for the money. And then that, now to come out, it just seems kind of specious to me that now they're coming out and Megyn Kelly came out yesterday. I mean, now she has been out of the news lately, so maybe there's some resentment going on there. Because, yeah, I do believe she was told to go re- apologize to Donald Trump because Trump told them to go freaking pound sand, you know, largely because of her and her, uh, uh, you know, inflated ego. So, but they took out Roger Ailes, apparently. I guess the pressure was too much. I mean, look, at the end of the day, these companies, you know, and Fox News is a corporation, and they want people to watch them, and their viewership is down. And they, I guess they don't need this kind of, uh, you know, I guess they don't need this kind of uh, flack. So somebody had to go, and I don't think Roger Ailes gives a crap anyway. I mean, look at the guy. He's pathetic. You know, what is he? He looks like he's 80 years old. He's, he's out of shape, overweight. He's bald. Uh Whatever. I don't think that there's much uh, there's there's much news there to you know to muckrake from. There's another he- there's another headline timeline of events leading to Roger Ailes's resignation. Perhaps I'll look at that and maybe you know. But again, at the same time, I, to me, it's, I'm not even interested in it. These girls knew what they were getting into over there. So, all right, guys, I do see we're coming up on the end of. Uh, this week's uh, broadcast. So I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. God bless each and every one of you as well. Again, I'll have an announcement soon. You guys stay tuned. And hold on, I was checking something there. Okay, just stay tuned. I will get to you with that announcement uh, as soon as I, you know, kind of hammer all the details out and so forth. So again, I will see you all, you know, as after the end of my show today, I go and kind of do some chores and go for my walk. So uh, I'll see y'all later in chat, and uh, I look forward to you know listening to you all, or you know you know speaking with you all uh, in the future. So if that tells you anything, so just stay tuned, guys, and remember this, guys, wherever you are on God's green earth, please be all that you can be and become a domestic terrorist and take back the country because freedom comes from the sword, ladies and gentlemen. I will. The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We are broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is July 21st, 
I'll pray for you or with you. If you get the machine, please leave your name, your number, your prayer request, and or message. Remember, you can also email me or send me a physical letter um, with uh, your prayer request or a communication for me. But uh, anyway, so the email address can be found at prophecyhour.com. But the phone number is 620-878-4682. In an emergency, my cell phone number is 316-619-4886. You can always find the updates with the breaking news, our ministry, radio program archives, our mailing address, our email, at our blog, which is prophecyhour.com. Now, I want to remind you that if you want a special letter, you want, you want it prayed over, you can send it to me um, by email, and I'll take it to the Mission Church, I'll anoint it with full, and we'll pray over it, and then I'll mail it back to you if you include your address, or you can send one by mail the same way. In neither case will I send you any type of a solicitation for donations or anything. In fact, I'll basically lose your address after I send it back to you. Anyway, we are a national satellite radio program, which is simulcast live on the net internationally. So please pray about supporting their time. You know, I find out that all the time that we're getting out further and further, and so many just podcasters and all those different things are picking up our radio program. But, you know, this initial program, this isn't done, this is done on live radio. This isn't like a podcast, like you think you sit down in front of your computer and then you read things. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but I am on live radio right now, which is a different thing. We record the live radio program, live radio program then goes to podcast later. But airtime costs. So do all, so do the uh, places that you go pick them up for podcasts. So pray about supporting radio. We don't sell anything on this program. I don't, and this ministry doesn't. So we need your support. Consider a donation if we bless you with radio. Okay. Our radio program archives can again be found at prophecyhour.com. On another note, I want to thank our listener base, which is worldwide in places like, there's a word I can't pronounce, Malmo, Sweden, Okay, Dublin, Ireland, Johannesburg, South Africa, Soweto or Soweto, South Africa, Acura, Guyana, Paris, France, Valencia, Spain, Amsterdam, the ne- <coughs> Amsterdam, the Netherlands, St. Louis, Missouri, Detroit, Michigan, Dallas, Texas, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Stockholm, California, Buffalo, New York, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Newark, New Jersey, Plano, Texas as well as Wichita, Kansas, which remains the larger group of listeners to our radio programs, that is, when they hear our podcast later on tonight. So you folks in Wichita, um, pray about donating your extra clothes or food or whatever you have to the Wichita Mission Church. Come over and drop in and see what we do. <clears throat> now, prayer will open tonight's program. Dear Heavenly Father, and you show how much name, I pray. Father, I really pray radio tonight goes according to your will and not my will. And just please, Father, give everyone out there ears in which to hear the truth in this time that we are in. In Yeshua HaMashiach's name, amen and amen. Well, tonight, folks, uh, I like to put a song on when I do the radio program to set the mood. And this does set the mood in my heart of what I, as I look out at the nations and see these things. So let's play this song from Brother Ben now. I 
my programs without a guest. And so uh, please uh, send me your music and, uh, uh, and of course, a note saying that, you know, I'm free to play it online. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, we'll move on from that. Anyway, I wonder if any of you are out there watching the Republican National Convention. Could it be possible that our Father might indeed see fit to bless this nation and give it one more chance? Are we being tested? The Word says he will bless those who bless Israel and curse those who curse Israel. No matter what you think of the people, the Father said that he would bring them back to his promised land, a land that Yeshua, during the thousand-year reign, the millennial reign, will rule the nations and teach Torah to the nations, making the nations come up to the Feast of Tabernacles each year. And if they don't do it, they won't receive rain. So what about those that would choose to punish this nation, or better yet, take away the promised land of Israel? If you believe your Bible, this is a plain truth throughout the Bible. The platform for the Republican state said they will no longer look as Israel as an occupied territory. You get that? The Republican platform says they're no longer going to look as Israel as the occupied territory, and they are looking for other things besides a two-state solution. Therefore, giving, uh, you know, not giving the land away. This sounds good. Mike Pence, the nominee for vice president, an evangelical Christian, has noted that his strong support for Israel is rooted in his faith. He says, let me emphatically, like the overwhelming majority of my constituents, my Christian faith compels me to cherish the state of Israel. Pence said that in address to the Israeli Public Affairs Committee, APAC, in 2009 while he was serving in Congress. He reaffirmed the support for Israel last night in his speech at the convention. Now, so I want to give you an example of what happens that I believe when we give away land. I believe, as many others, that the Katrina hurricane was a direct result of forcing Israel to give away the Gaza Strip. Bill Cohen states at his website, President Bush, and this is from President Bush, he says, President Bush talked with the White House press bureau, and this was in August 23, 2005. The following is from President uh, Bush's press briefing. And he congratulates the Israeli Prime Minister Ariel Sharon on the completion of the Gaza evacuation. Let's listen. First of all, I want to congratulate the Prime Minister Sharon for having made such a tough decision. As I said in my remarks yesterday in Salt Lake City, the Prime Minister made a courageous decision to withdraw from the Gaza. We've got Jim Wolfelson, I guess that's who it says, the former head of the World Bank on the ground, helping President Abbas develop a government that responds to the will of the folks in Gaza. In other words, this is just one step in the development of a democracy. So to answer your question, what must take place next is the establishment of a working government in Gaza, a government that responds to the people. President Abbas has made a commitment to fight off violence because he understands that democracy can't exist with terrorist groups trying to take law into their own hands. Folks, what's going on in Gaza? Think about it. Along these lines, we also got General Ward on the ground helping the Palestinians consolidate their security forces. It turns out that post-Arafat regime is one of the most different factions and different security forces that were really in place as a kind to kind of maintain power, but not necessarily to protect the overall security of the Palestinian people. It's their interest to consolidate 
the security forces so that there is a government that has a vehicle, a group of folks in which to enforce order. You ask about the roadmap, of course, you want to get back to that roadmap. But understand that in order for this process to go forward, there must be confidence. Confidence that the Palestinian people will have in their own government to perform confidence with the Israelis that they'll see a peaceful state emerging. Therefore, it's very important for the world to stay focused on Gaza and helping Gaza, helping the Gaza economy get going, helping rebuild the settlements for Gaza for the people of Gaza. This is a hopeful period. Again, I applaud uh, Minister Sharon for making a decision that has really changed the dynamics on the ground and has really provided hope for the Palestinian people. My vision, my hope is one day we'll see two states. Okay, enter in Katrina. Tropical Depression 12 becomes Katrina. Israel's disengagement evacuation eviction began on Wednesday, October 17th, and ended Tuesday, August 3rd, or August 23rd. So that's the 17th to the 23rd. That's Israel's disengagement from Gaza. According to CNN, Israel evacuated the last settlers and protesters from the West Bank settlement on Tuesday, August 23rd, completing its historic withdrawal of civilians from 25 settlements in Gaza and the West Bank. Gaza's final, final evacuation occurred on Monday, August 22nd. Today, we accomplished the first phase of the disengagement prog- uh, process related to the evacuation of c- uh, civilians. This was said by the Israeli Defense Forces Chief of Staff. Okay. Israeli forces plan to remove the stellar- settlers' belongings, destroy their houses, and then withdraw from Gaza. Authorities used force at times on Tuesday, August 23rd, to clear two remaining West Bank settlements. On Tuesday afternoon, October 23rd, same day, Tropical Depression 12 formed. By 11 a.m. on Wednesday, August 24th, the newly formed Tropical Depression was upgraded to Tropical Storm Katrina, and by 5 p.m. on Thursday, October or August 23rd, Katrina became a hurricane. On Friday, August 23rd or 26th, Hurricane Katrina hit southwest Florida. Uh, southwest Florida by Monday, August 29th, Katrina had become a fierce and enormous Category 4 hurricane that hit Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, devastating the city of New Orleans. It is now being called the largest natural disaster in U.S. history. Israel's Gaza and northern Samaria, uh, Samaria settlements were under military occupation during the time of the evacuation, and New Orleans was under military occupation as they attempted to restore order. Order Seems like the same thing's going on. As in a war zone, military bases are being established in a city divided into two sections, while the Navy moved warships up the Mississippi for helicopter operations. On Wednesday, August 17, 2005, Ariel Sharon authorized a manual, uh, eva- or mandatory evacuation of residents refusing to evacuate Gaza. On Wednesday, September 7, an hour after New Orleans Mayor Ray Nigan ordered the mandatory acuva- evacuation of the crippled Crescent City by force, if necessary, so soldiers began coaxing some of Hurricane Katrina's holdouts from their homes due to the fire and disease risks. 
the same things going on. We have thousands of people who want to voluntarily evacuate at this time, said Police Chief Eddie Compass, adding that once they were out, we'll concentrate our forces on mandatory evacuation. Israeli settlers stated that the Gaza and Samaria evictions will go down as the worst abandonment of Jews in history and the largest forced evacuation in Israel's history. Katrina has produced the largest mass migration and evacuation in U.S. history as hundreds of thousands of people were forced from their homes, going on at the same time, okay? The media and the Democrats say the White House abandoned black residents of New Orleans by not getting them help fast enough. Iran, Versailles, the president of Louisiana's uh, Jefferson Paris, on NBC's Meet the Press said, the response to hurricane will go down as the worst abandonment of Americans on American soil ever seen in U.S. history. 9,000 Israelis were evicted by their government shortly after 1 million Americans were evicted by Hurricane Katrina. Okay. Israeli security teams went from home to home to evict Israelis, while teams of soldiers went home to home in New Orleans evicting people. Israel had an evacuee problem with people spread throughout Israel in hotels, lodged in makeshift homes, and living in tents. Texas and other U.S. states are absorbing the record numbers of Katrina evacuees. evacuees. President Bush's home state of Texas had more than 250,000 people. Houston's Astrodome was filled with 33,000 people. 150,000 refugees in Houston's 55,000 hotel rooms, 20 Red Cross facilities, and 20 faith-based shelters. While 2,700 homes were demolished in Gaza, 300 homes in southern Samaria, tens of thousands were homes were tens of thousands of homes were demolished in southern U.S. with many more severely evacuated. Folks, this is happening at the same time. Businesses were forcibly abandoned in Gaza, Israel. Many businesses will have to be abandoned in Louisiana and other Gulf cities. Wait a minute. Businesses no longer exist in Gaza. Businesses abandoned in Louisiana and the Gulf Coast at the same time. Buses took Israelis out of Gaza and northern Samaria to their temporary homes while buses took New Orleans residents to their temporary homes in Texas and other southern states. Israeli Prime Minister Ariel Sharon saw this as the largest eviction of Jews in Israel's history. President Bush is oversee, oversaw the largest natural disaster and displacement of people in United States history. So, kind of go along? Okay. Um, I'm going to skip down to some of this and get to the last part of it. The replacement theology, um, <clears throat> replacement theology advocates and or believers that believe the church has replaced the Jewish people as God's chosen, not grafted in, according to Romans 11, see Katrina as a tragic event and no connection to judgment over Israel's recent evacuation and or for the sins of the United States. Those who believe the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, however, um, don't see biblical and don't see biblical pro, uh, prophecy as allegorical. They see Katrina as judgment and/or the birth pains that will lead much more to the days ahead. Isn't it sadly ironic that these three areas of greatest debate in the church today are whether one, the land of Israel should or should not be divided; two, the church has 
replaced Israel, and three, that God has a hand in enormous disasters. Today, the media and many of our communities say that Mother Nature is responsible for major disasters. Guess what? There's no such thing as Mother Nature. But they would rather do that than call them acts of God. As he, Cohen says, as he shared before, there are major disasters in the 18th and 19th century. America, American pastors typically called for national or regional repentance for the sins of the people. Today, we hear very little of that, especially for those who attend replacement theology churches. The point is here, folks, did you hear that play-by-play thing? You can go to Bill Cohen's site, and there's much more to that. But the point is, they, they did something that didn't bless Israel, the United States is, and we got hit with it. Well, now, if we choose to bless Israel, the United States, will this presidency bring forward a period of time that the United States may receive blessing? I don't know. We just have to pray about it. I believe that we should pray for Trump because the alternate to Trump being president is Hillary Clinton, and that's just more or worse of the same darkness that we're already in. So, folks, you just pray about it, and we're going to go to take a break for three minutes, and we'll come back and talk some more about some other stuff. Dan will be right back. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316 316- Church in Wichita, Kansas. You know, right now it's summertime, and donations slow down in the summertime, at least since uh, probably about 2009, 2010, once the economy started getting, you know, full circle, being really bad, people lost money. I mean, we still have some of our very same supporters that we've had for 20 years, but the problem is, is a lot of them lost money, and they're making less wages. And some of them have retired, you know, and, and moved on. And we no longer can afford to put it, make our mail-out newsletter. That's 500 bucks. If we had somebody that would sponsor that newsletter for 500 bucks a month or buy us a, 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 one of those kind of printers, you know, inkjet, big, heavy-duty printers that we could print, you know, 400 uh, five-page newsletters on and mail out, well, if we had something like that, then it would help bring in donations. But we don't have either of those things. All we have is radio programs now. And, I, yeah, I have a mission updates list where uh, people can subscribe to it. It's a Yahoo group list, and you can find it at prophecyhour.com. And I have some people on that. And when I say what's going on with the ministry or basically the needs of the ministry, well, people used to respond a lot and real fast to it. But now, not so much, because everybody really, the problem is, everybody's over there on Facebook. If anybody has any ideas on how to fundraise on Facebook or make us better aware on Facebook, you know, let me know. Um, I was over there looking today, and it seems like that you can uh, do videos, you know, live videos, and we'll let you do up to two hours. I don't know how that would work. Uh, If somebody investigates it or uh, knows about Facebook, let me know. We're looking for all avenues. Um, but it's hard when things like, you know, we're, we're a ministry that puts, you know, I put over half of my own personal income into the ministry in the building. And so when things go wrong, like, you know, like now I've got a computer out, down completely. 
that is a critical computer, we need it replaced, but we don't have the funds to replace it. And so, you know, we just have to pray it in or bring it to you, the people, and ask, because it's you, the people, that's been supporting this ministry for so long. Well, you know what? Um, when I was at the Mission Church uh, on Tuesday, I was almost worn down by not having the things that we had, that we, we, by not having the things that we needed for the people. You know, and I was at the gas station, the quick trip, putting gas on my son's truck as my truck, the wheel bearings were out of, and so we've been driving his truck, and so he could get some driving hours. He's 15 years old, and he did buy the truck by himself. And anyway, Elijah, my son, said somebody was yelling at me. And I said, well, this is normal. I wonder who it is now. Because it, doesn't, it seems like no matter where I go in Wichita, someone yells at me, hey, Pastor Dan. Sometimes it's for help. Sometimes it's just to say hi. And sometimes it's for things like this. The fellow said, I got walked over the car, and he said, I just wanted you to know that you're the main inspiration for the street ministry that I do. I have not seen this man for a very, very long time. The last I saw of him, um, you know, uh, he was partying and doing different things. And so this was a different, changed individual. He looked better. I asked how he was. And by doing so, we talked, and I got a real confirmation as to the street ministry that he's now doing. And I, but you know what? I never would have thought this man could be who he is now. But with Yeshua, as it's recorded in Mark 9, 23 says, And Yeshua said unto them, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Well, you know what? We believe by faith. And that's one of my wife's favorite scriptures. We believe by faith that we have the money that we can drive over to Wichita with, sometimes with not even gas money. And people think, well, you're going over with not even gas money. Well, what do you spend your money on? Well, we spend it on the people. We spend it on the mission church. We spend it on, you know how much electricity costs for a big building like that in the summertime? One, which is a bill that my wife's telling me, oh, I'm threatening on it. That bill's coming due Tuesday. And, you know, right now there's no money in the ministry to pay for that. But, you know, we're praying for it by faith. We believe that it will get paid somehow. But it's a huge electric bill because, you know, we're in a building that really doesn't even have any windows. So there's not an option. Somebody told me once, well, the homeless, they don't need air conditioning. Let them tough it out. Well, okay. Well, whatever, brother. But it's like this. We don't even have any windows in the mission church because we're blocking out the high crime rate that we're in. If we had windows, we'd get broken into we don't have any windows in the Wichita Mission Church. Um, it's a place of safety. Nobody breaks into it while we're there. Nobody breaks into it, so to speak. But the point is, is it takes air conditioning in the summertime. It takes in the wintertime. It takes heat, and so we have to pay for gas bills, electric bills, all of those things. Which, by no means, I'm not a rich man, and I'm not getting rich off radio. People think that by me being on radio and you're reaching thousands upon thousands of people that are listening to your program, that you guys are just sitting there getting rich. Really? Really? Well, you know, not that much come in. Number one, uh, most people think that radio is totally free. You know, well, it's free for them. They go online, click on it, and they can get it. They can get it on their cell phone. Well, that's free to them, 
But in order to produce it and to put it there to where you can get it, that airtime costs money, let alone you consider all the hours that I look for radio guests for you and try to find you the truth. That's the deal. I try to find you the truth. Just like a, a letter today, I'm just going to read you one little expert out of it. Um, this fellow sent a donation. He says, I've been listening to Messiah's Branch podcast for the last three years. I found it on Stitcher. I enjoy the podcast as being enlightened as well as spot on with an understanding of these perilous times that we are now that we now live in. The Lord has put it on my heart to give you an offering. I apologize that I have not given an given an offering sooner. You may use the offering for whatever you need. And this is a Messianic Jew, and we're not going to read the rest of the letter because it's personal. But so he donated. It's people like that that make donations. But those are, like he said, he's been listening and being blessed for three years. And he said he apologized for not giving sooner. Well, folks, is that what's with you? Have you felt like that you were supposed to give us a donation? Have you felt in your heart, oh, I'll donate something and then forgot about it later? That's why, we, you know, this fellow sent a, sent a check, but you can do that by U.S. mail. Or, you know, you can simply uh, go online and donate by PayPal, and it's safe. Everybody uses it. But the point of the matter is, is we need your support. We really do need your support in these end times. Trend. We, like I say, back to that computer. I have a broken computer. I need a computer to fix it. I'm looking at a screen that has lines on it up and down. But I need it on because that monitors uh, my sky. But it's going to blow out at any time, and then I'm going to be a screen short. And so how do we do it? We believe, it goes back to Mark 9, 23. Yeshua said unto them, if you can't believe, all things are possible in belief. I believe that he will keep us going. He has kept us going in radio since 2004 on this station, and we did radio a couple years before that on shortwave. All of it by his blessing. And you know what? This man that talked to me, this black man, in a minute or two, I was so lifted up, so far beyond myself, self that, wow, I had made an impression on this man. But we get that all the time. You know, people, like I say, people run into the street, run into them in the street, and they'll come up and they'll hug me. And they'll say, and I'll go, well, who, you know, who's this? Well, don't you remember me? You said a prayer for me a couple of years ago, and I'm just fine now. Or you ministered to me and prayed for me. And so now I'm no longer an alcoholic. I've changed my life. I'm the manager of this store. So on and so forth. And we've given thousands and thousands of large print King James Bible. Something that used to be mailed to us from different people regularly. But you know what? Right now, things are slow. We're not getting any Bibles in the mail. Some ministries even used to donate books. But right now, I don't know why. There's Nothing seems to be coming. It's just slowed down. It usually does that in the summertime. But, you know, support us so we can care for the people that the Father sends us. We are definitely making an impression on people. And like I said, we were in one of the worst parts of town, people who really need the help. You know, we were called. Yeshua said he was called to the sinners. He wasn't called to preach to the choir, so to speak. We were called to minister to the unsaved. That's what this ministry does. We are among the unsaved, some of the worst of the worst. I've prayed and I've told the Father, bring me the worst of the worst. Bring me the worst of your worst. And we'll pray for them and we'll minister to them. 
would any and what was put on my heart was to help without judgment we help these folks without judgment and so they respect that and they love us for it yeah there's some bad seeds and there's some up and downs but you know what there is many different ways I, I can think of it two or three different ministries that I could be hooked up with right now that when I got saved and came out of the world that I could be doing some some uh, not bigger things because there isn't nothing bigger than what I'm doing in the kingdom of heaven but the point is I could be in some ministries that are really on the go and blah 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 that I know that are really doing good right now and I had opportunities to be in with news services and other things but I turned them down because I was obedient the Father put it on my heart. He kept me up all night long to do this particular ministry, and later on he blessed me with the radio. Radio is a blessing. I get to do radio because I'm obedient to doing the caring for the homeless and poor. But there is no greater thing than to help for those that cannot help themselves. There is no greater repayment in the kingdom of heaven for giving gifts that you can't be repaid for. So I really do implore you from the bottom of my heart, Pray about supporting this ministry. You folks out there that are listening, if you just give $100 a piece, and I hate to sound like this, but if you would give $100 a piece, then, you know, we could maybe really help us out of our summer sum. You know, you could do that by donating on PayPal. Can you afford it? Pray about it. Has the, have you ever felt in your heart that you were supposed to give to this ministry? So I pray that you would do it tonight, today whatever the case, wherever you're listening. And some of you may not listen to this program till days later or even a week later. But still, the need will be there. Even if you're not listening live, the need will still be there. So pray about it. We get no help from any organized churches or government agencies. You know, we're just the strange people down the street. You know, the guys that minister to the homeless. Oh, yeah, those guys are doing a good job. And they sure send a lot of people to us. But they sure don't send any money, and they sure don't send any food, and they sure don't send any clothing. They just send people. So that's what the agencies do. People that have millions of dollars in their budget send people to a place that, well, we really don't have no budget. We just, we, uh, let's see here. You need help? Let me reach in my pocket. Um, oh, okay, here's $10. Will this help? Or, you know, okay, maybe I've got $100. Or, no, I'm sorry, I don't have anything. Let's pray about it, see if we can pray it in or I put it out on the mission update list. We are the last hope for so many. And folks, you know, we are responsible for one for another, as we are our brother's keepers. Read your Bible. All donations, no matter what size, helps folks, really. And sometimes people even send in a $1,000 donation. That comes, it's been a while since I got one of them. But the father donation notices all donations that come from where? Your heart your heart. If you don't wish to help the poor, consider a donation for radio airtime, as it's not free and donations keep us on the air. But why do so, why, why do so many Christians have um, such a hard time? I mean, the world is so tough, especially for the true followers of Yeshua, because this is what the scripture said. He said in John, as recorded in John 15, 18, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before you. If you hated, the, if you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you're not of this world, and I have chosen you out of this world, therefore the world hateth you. 
Remember the word that I said unto you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. So if they persecute, if they have, if they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. So, wow. So why is it that we expect by believing in him that our lives will be cushy, so to speak, and it'll be easy? I mean, are we greater than him or the apostles? History says that they died horrible deaths. They became martyrs, which the Greek word for martyrs is really witness. And that's what we're called to be, a witness, sometimes even called to be that unto death. Yeshua-centered life is one that calls us to be set apart and hated by the world. If you love the world, you cannot love it, Yeshua, for no one can serve two masters. Matthew 6:19 says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where the moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where there neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where the thieves do not break through or steal. For where your treasure here is, that's where your heart will be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore the eye be single, and thy whole body be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkest, darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate one and love the other, or else will hold the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. No, not everyone is going to have to die for him, but as he did for us. But it is a life of sacrifice. Do you understand what the word sacrifice is? You know, we are supposed to sacrificially give ourselves to him for his work. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about um, things like going out and ministering to the people, giving up some of your time. When's the last time you gave up something for the kingdom? Whether it's your time to talk kindly to a, a, a young adult or to witness to somebody on the street or maybe to give help to your grandma and grandpa. Kindness, Yeshua's love. When have you did something for the kingdom? Romans 12.1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of Yahweh, that you present yourself as bodies of as living sacrifices, holy, acceptable unto Yahweh, which is your reasonable service. service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you might prove that is good and acceptable in the perfect will of Yahweh. For I say, though the grace be given unto me, to every man that is among you, not think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but think soberly, according as Yahweh hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So I often wonder, why, Father, is it so hard to do what you called my family and I to do? I'm being obedient, as I had direct revelation from you to do what we do. It's recorded in Mark 19, 9:49. Therefore the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. For everyone that shall be will be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, wherein will your season it? Have salt in yourselves, and have peace with one another. Then I realize that this kingdom is not of, his kingdom. It's not of this world. We are being prepared to be with him for an eternity. We are being salted by trial and the fire to be prepared to endure unto the end. Matthew 10, 16 says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves, that you therefore be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. 
But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in the synagogues. And you shall be brought before governments and kings for my sake as a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought of what you shall speak, for it will be given to you in that same hour what you shall speak. For it is not that ye that speak, but the spirit of your, who your father which speaketh in you. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father of the child. The children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. You hear that? He that endureth to the end shall be saved. We are waiting for that time. But when they persecute you in this city, flee ye into another. For verily I say unto you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is, it is enough for the disciple that he be called, be as his master, and the servant, or excuse me, servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house, be as above, how much more shall they call them of this household? Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered and shall, that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. We in the West often shall forget the things, uh, these things, while our brothers worldwide are being beheaded, burned alive, basically slaughtered for their faith in Yeshua HaMashiach. And so what in the world do we have to cry about? Revelation 24 says, And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were what? Beheaded for the witness of Yeshua and for the word of Yahweh, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, and neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and did what? Reigned with Messiah a thousand years. Where are they going to reign with him a thousand years? Jerusalem, Israel. Jerusalem, Israel. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of Yahweh and of Messiah, and they shall reign with him a thousand years. Is That's what we're being prepared for. So we go through tough times. What is that? What does it matter if we don't have millions and millions of dollars as a legacy or we can leave something behind? Yes, it's a just thing to leave behind for your generations. But in the same light, I'm concerned with storing my treasure in heaven. What are you concerned with? Are you concerned with getting ahead here so that what? So that when you want, when you oh when you retire, then you can go run around the country and see the country. I don't know how much longer this country is going to be around, nor the sights thereof. And so, if you have the money to see it, you better go see it now, because I really don't know long how long Babylon America, Babylon America is even going to be here. But we should see through all that, see clear through into the place that we're coming to. That with all these birth pains, you know, have any, any of you people ever had children? Have you went in with your wife or wives? You know, you, you go, you have your labor pains come, oh, oh, and then it gets a little easier. And you, oh, I can rest for a minute. And then it goes, oh, oh, and then a little easier. And then they get closer and closer and closer together until then, see, the, the thing they call the crowning. And then that's the worst pain. 
and that's the worst pain before the delivery. And by then a woman is in such agony. Oh, it's just terrible. But then what happens? Something wonderful comes. Something very, very wonderful comes. New life comes out of the womb. And there's a baby brought into the world. New life. There isn't nothing more precious than a new baby. You know, they give unconditional love, and they're so soft and cuddly and loving, and, oh, it just makes you want to melt. Something wonderful comes at the end of the birth pains. The world, folks, is in birth pains. You see things happen, and then you see it back off. But they keep coming. We can't turn them back. And something wonderful is going to come. There's something wonderful that's going to come after the final hard birth pain, the crowning, is going to be Yeshua HaMashiach. He's going to be coming in the clouds with power and great glory. He's going to be coming. The whole world will see him. And the tribes of the earth will mourn because they realize their judgment is coming. That Yeshua HaMashiach is coming to settle things for the righteous and take care of the poor. You know, and if you read your Bible over and over, it talks about the poor and how much a loving relationship Yeshua has with them and how he loves them. We love the poor. We try to be Messiah-like. We try to walk even as he walked. That's why we're Torah observant. We keep the feast. And that's why we take care of the poor. Even Paul said he sold all his riches and gave to the poor. So this night, can you folks pray about it and send a sacrificial donation to Messiah's branch? You can do it by mail, check, money order, whatever. You can do it online. But we really do need your help. Pray about it. If you care about this this ministry, any size donation will help. And don't think like so many others, well, you know what, somebody else will put in money and everybody else will put in money, so I don't have to. But then when you realize that everybody's stopped the same way and there's zero, or maybe just a few dollars. Now, you know, we do go through seasons of dryness, but pray about it. You folks that are my regular listeners, and I know there's a lot of regular listeners out there, a lot of people over the world. I also ask that you would really, really seriously lift us up in prayer. I mean, seriously, emotionally lift us up in prayer. Share these radio programs with other people. But remember, pray about it. You know what? So many people want to go to do missions overseas and all that kind of things. Well, that's a very good thing to do. But there's a mission field right out your doors in these big cities. And mostly, probably look around you. You should start with your friends and neighbors first and your own family. And so pray about the folks in the United States first and lift up the United States. Lift up Donald Trump and pray for this country. Pray that we get another season or that we get a season in which that we can refresh ourselves before the terrible, we are in the middle of the most terrible thing that has ever happened on the face of this earth and will nor ever happen again. That's coming, folks. It truly is. It truly is. And we see so many, many things moving back to it. But anyway, I've got to, again, I want to point real quick, uh, uh, a couple of things in the platform. They're going to dramatically increase the Pentagon budget. budget. They want to have U.S. military superiority into being the strongest on Earth. 
and bigger than any other nation on earth. They want to cancel the Iran Treaty, which is a righteous thing, and reaffirm, reaffirm support for Israel and slam the sanctions uh, movement. We affirm America's commitment to Israel's security and ensure that Israel maintains a military edge over all their adversaries. Well, folks, I've got to go. Pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church. Always, 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 always be a blessing to others. Stay tuned next hour for Richard Reeves, Too Long in the Sun. We must remember there is only one God. He is your father. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave his life for our repented sins. He rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through him and only through him is the way to the Father. Remember, always, always, always be a blessing to others. How can you have Yeshua and not be a blessing to others? I don't understand it. Lord, our God, dear Heavenly Father, King of the universe, I ask in Yeshua HaMashiach's name that you bless and keep the people and that your face shines upon the people, Father, and, is gracious, and you're gracious to them, and you give them peace like no one or nothing else can. Until an hour from now, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the Internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch. 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for Messiah's Branch. Food prices going up, homes being foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need, first aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monitor. West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851, or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com, or simply call 
When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the three www.thepowerherbs.com. Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate in those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand, have a plan, have peace, and request your pandemic kit today. Or take your chances with the bad boys. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. financial obligations or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll free 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom resident herbalist Wendy Wilson. Hope you had a great day. We're here to empower you. That's what we like to do here on Herb Talk Live. Thanks for joining us on the American Voice Radio Network. Magical engineer Frank and I have a great show. We are going to be talking about America being dirt poor. And it's not what you think. It has nothing really to do with finances. Also, we're going to be also talking about some digestive ill health. We've been hitting some of the digestion health this week. We've talked about gallbladder 
and acid reflux. So today we're going to touch on Crohn's disease. And if we get time, we have some more things we can we can chat about. But and we have a quack report. We do. But before we get to all that great stuff, big salute and simplified to our righteous men and women in uniform, always lifting them up in prayer. And I hope you are too. I'm lifting this entire nation up in prayer that people seek the Lord and you know ask the Lord what to do <laughs> and you, you do their due diligence. Um, as I've been uh, lately, I'm getting some feedback. I, I read from my devotional that I got from Mother's Day from my children, and some of you guys like it, so I thought I'd continue. And uh, one of the devotionals, you know, if you're having trouble reading the these and thous in your King James, some of these devotionals kind of put it in more plain language for you. So it's kind of a, a paraphrase of the scripture. So this paraphrase is from Psalms 42 and 34 and Philippians 2, and it goes like this. Seek my face, and you will find all that you have longed for. The deepest yearnings of your heart are for intimacy with me. I know because I designed you to desire me. Do not feel guilty about taking time to be still in my presence. You are simply responding to the tugs of divinity within you. I made you in my image, and I hid heaven in your heart. Your yearning for me is from a homesickness longing for your true home in heaven. Do not be afraid to be different from other people. The path I have called you to travel is exquisitely right for you. The more closely you follow my leading, the more fully I can develop your gifts. And to follow me wholeheartedly, you must relinquish your desire to please other people. However, your closeness to me will bless others by enabling you to shine brightly in this dark world world. That's right. Darkness and light cannot coexist. Amen. And uh, seek Lord's face, hit the knees, mind the time, brick grows short. And without further ado, let's do the quack report. Thanks, Frank. Okay, first up in the quack report, what do we have? Uh, researchers, where are these guys? Um... I'm trying to see St. Louis, Washington University, St. Louis. Um, researchers there, guess what they did? Uh, they used a combination of three imaging techniques in a machine, learning uh, a system to create a new map of the human brain. It includes 180 distinct regions in each hemisphere of the cerebral cortex, which is your brain outermost region. So the different colors that they have in this, if you look it up online, it's all different colors. It's like a multicolored brain. So the different colors, they say, relate to how connected an area is to specific sensory input. So red is for hearing, green is for touch, and blue is for vision. And if you get the, to the mixed color regions, it represents where two senses overlap. So um, this new map, revealing 100 new distinct regions in each hemisphere, representing uh, the most detailed map yet of the brain. So they're creating these maps of the cerebral cortex. And in the past, they relied on, you know, a single type of imaging, maybe an MRI. But the new map, according to researchers at Washington University in St. Louis, they used a combination of different imaging techniques and a larger number of people, like over 200 healthy young adults, to create this detailed map of the human brain. Mm. All right, last. But not least in the quack report. Okay, scientists are at it again. Let's see, these are scientists 
where's this, Greece? I think this is Greece. They've reversed menopause. And you're going, God, why? <laughs> you know, women um, who, um, you know, premenopausal too soon or, uh, you know, for some other reason they still want to have children, they've learned to reverse menopause. So um, the treatment involves a, a platelet-rich plasma, and it's a concentrated mix of substances in the blood that helps cells to grow, and it stimulates tissue regeneration. And so they said the technique could allow older and postmenopausal women to still conceive and have a family. And scientists claim women treated saw their menstrual cycles start or restart within six months and enable them to also collect and fertilize some eggs uh, that their ovaries started to release again. So um, they say that it's effective. They learned how to reverse menopause um, and rejuvenate a woman's ovaries. This is a Greek team of scientists, and um, uh, it's uh, women began menstruating um, even after they had uh, no period for five years. So uh, they've learned to reverse menopause. What's next? And that wraps the quack report. Hi, Frank. Okay, well, let's see. We're going to be talking about America being dirt poor. You know, if we put our ear to the ground, we may hear the earth say it is dirt poor. And I'm referring, of course, to the soil that's supposed to support us in numerous ways. So without healthy soil, we can expect to have substandard foods, and that really cannot sustain good health. So we know that we should be what we should be doing. We should be good stewards of the land, 1 Corinthians 4, verse 2 tells us. So we need to grow organic. We need to change the crops we plant each year, and we let, need to let the land rest so it can rebuild its minerals. So people have noticed that the lack, there's a lack of flavor in a lot of the fruits and vegetables. So when we compare an organically grown apple to a conventional one, the organic apple has much more flavor, crispness, vibrant color, and juiciness. Now, in 1900, get this, in 1900, our great-grandparents ate 131 pounds of homegrown vegetables. Americans today eat over 400 pounds of vegetables and over 275 pounds of fruit each year. So we're eating three times what our ancestors ate. And why is that? Well, we're going to check this out. Here's a quote from Henry Cantwell Wallace. He was professor of soil, Iowa State College of Agriculture. He says, nations endure only as long as their topsoil. All right, here, let's look at some of the reports. Now, according to Scientific American, our U.S. soil is severely depleted from modern agricultural practices. So the mass production of our food has really stripped our soil of minerals. Minerals are necessary to reproduce, to reduce the pests and, you know, to harvest healthy crops. Now, the genetically modified crops with their, you know, pest-resistant chemicals built into them are less nutrient-rich than foods that were produced in the 1970s. Now, a study that was done at the University of Texas at Austin's Department of Chemistry and biochemistry in 1999 
They reported that after analyzing 43 different vegetables and fruits and comparing them to nutrient data from crops that were grown in 1950, well, they found that there was, quote, reliable decline in nutrients. So specifically, the food grown in 1999 had less protein, calcium, phosphorus, iron, riboflavin, which is your vitamin B2, and vitamin C. So agriculture is really focused on pest resistance, faster growth cycles, and the size or weight of the product and not on nutrient content. So the study also published, um, the study was also published in 2004. It was in the Journal of the American College of Nutrition. And by the way, the Organic Consumers Association also reported on other studies that concluded similar findings. Uh, Here's a quote from the Nutritional Security Institute. They say, an apple a day keeps the doctor away? Probably not. The apple of today has lost about 82% of its magnesium and high percentages of other nutrients compared to an apple grown 100 years ago, end of quote. Wow. Well, look, uh, according to, let's see, this is um, Sherry Tan Saharjo, Ph.D., Nutritional Science, University of Wisconsin. She says, look for bold or brightly hued produce. A richly colored skin indicates a higher count of healthy phytochemicals. And the darker orange in carrots really means it contains more beta carotene. Well, what we have here is true neglect, right? Because if we were good stewards, we would have been faithful. So this is neglect we're talking about. So what the agricultural community has done is neglected the uptake nutrients for the sake of rapid growing products, more variety, and higher yields. So the researcher, Donald Davis, from the University of Texas, he stated this, there have likely been declines in other nutrients uh, to such um, like magnesium, zinc, and vitamins B6 and vitamin E. He went on to say that these particular nutrients were not studied like others were in the 1950s. So he says it's kind of hard to see how much of that, that particular nutrition we have really lost. Well, let's look at the scale. Uh, the Cushy uh, uh, Institute analyzed the nutritional data that was col- collected in the 1970s. And so they were looking at vegetable data from 1975 to 1997. And this is what they reported. They say the calcium dropped 27% in the vegetables. Iron dropped 37%. Vitamin A dropped 21%. And vitamin C dropped 30%. Now, the folks in the U.K., The British, they're studying the nutrients, too. They're looking at the foods, too, and they looked up data they had collected from 1930 to 1980, and their results were published in the British Food Journal. And this is what they found regarding vegetables in a 50-year period. They say calcium dropped 19%, iron dropped 22%, and potassium dropped 14%. Now, the University of Colorado also studied the nutrition of our foods, and they concluded that foods today are 50% less nutrient-rich than 100 years ago. So they reported that the nutrient density in foods has declined 40 to 60%, with an average of it being 50% declined. So they stated that the food that we eat is lacking 
vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, phytochemicals compared to what our great-grandparents ate. So the University of Colorado analyzed vegetable nutrition from 1963 to 1992, and this is what they reported. The magnesium dropped a little over 21%. The calcium dropped almost 30%. The iron dropped 32%. Phosphorus dropped a little over 11%. And potassium dropped almost 6.5%. Now, Organic Magazine reports nutrition in our foods continues to decline, okay? It's going down. Uh, Looking at vegetable nutrition from 1963, they said compared to 2000, they found that beets dropped 50% in vitamin C, 10% in potassium, and 8% in magnesium. Spinach dropped a little over 17% in vitamin A, a little over 45% in vitamin C, and um, over 10% in magnesium. Collard greens dropped a little over 42% in vitamin A, almost 62% in vitamin C, 20, almost 29% in calcium, 52% in potassium, and 85% in magnesium. Corn, well, it dropped almost 30% in vitamin A, 42% in vitamin C, 33% in calcium, well, almost 4% in potassium, and 23% in magnesium. Sweet peppers, they said, dropped 69% in vitamin C, and apples dropped 59% in vitamin A. Well, here's a quote from Lisa Gerber of the Natural Society. She says, organic produce can sometimes look small or misshapen, but that can indicate they are not genetically modified or coated with pesticides. And also Preston Andrews, Ph.D., plant researcher at Washington State University, says the nutrients in most fruits and vegetables start to diminish as soon as they're picked. So for optimal nutrition, eat all produce within one week of buying or picking, end of quote. Well, let's talk about our starving cells because obviously they are. Now, the cells of the human body require minerals for life and function. The cells need vitamins, enzymes, and minerals for the body to have adequate hormones, healthy immune systems, healthy blood, and biological function. So the inadequate levels in the nutrients create this shortfall, and the body reacts negatively. So when we don't get the nutrients, we can develop illnesses such as, but not limited to, anemia, bone loss, blood clots, and brain malfunction. So today, the USDA recommends that our daily allowance of vegetables should be three to five cups and two to four cups of fruit. Our great-grandparents ate 0.7 cups per day, which indicates they had superior nutrition in their food. So when the body is nutritionally satisfied, it requires less food. We stop eating. So this can explain, well, there is a problem with obesity, when people are eating the wrong foods or eating large amounts of nutritionally depleted foods. Well, here's a quote from Aline Buford Mason. She's a biochemical nutritionalist and a nutrition counselor. She said, there are good reasons to take supplements. (laughs) The bioavailability of the nutrients in supplements is 100%. So taking quality supplements could have tremendous benefits. Mm. Well, let's look at how the body functions 
when it's under duress of depletion. Well, if you would like a little bit of a snapshot of what some nutrients can do to assist certain body functions, here's just a few. So if you want a healthy immune system, you need to get your natural vitamin A, E, C, B12, folic acid, panolphanic acid, and that's your vitamin B5. Also, for tissues and bones to be healthy, you need natural vitamin A, C, D, and E. If your nerve function is supposed to be healthy, you're supposed to have all the B vitamins, especially folic acid. And if you want anti-aging protection, you need natural antioxidants, beta-carotene, vitamin C, and E. So let's do a little troubleshooting. Here's some common health problems that can develop, and it stems from a lack of nutrition. And this is just a brief list of some health issues and uh, the nutrition your body is requiring. Let's say you have weak bones and muscle cramps. You're going to need more plant-based, not animal-based calcium. If you have tense muscles and stiff blood vessels, you need more natural magnesium. If you have weak cells, nerves, and electrical impulses to the heart, well, then you need natural potassium. And if you have weak immune system and accelerated aging, you need natural selenium and antioxidants. And lastly, if you're weak immune system and you have a, a low, weak sex drive, well, you need more natural zinc. All right, so, you know, just getting supplements isn't good enough. We've got to get the right supplements. So a majority of supplements in the U.S. are made by a company in Germany. The company has a recipe book of supplements called a monograph, which are already approved by the FDA. And they can private label the supplements for hundreds of companies or distributors. And these products are a combination of synthetic chemicals and have no organic whole food live nutrition in them at all. So in my opinion, these supplements deplete the body rather than fortify it. So what is in your supplement? Well, consumers can have a hard time distinguishing between the natural and synthetic supplements. The synthetic product contains filler ingredients, and most products will contain various chemicals, preservatives, petrochemicals, and the label's still going to say natural vitamins on it. So if the ingredient list is a bunch of chemicals that does not mention that it's derived from a food, then it is synthetic. So according to the Organic Consumers Association, there is such a thing as vitamin poisoning. So here's a list of what most consumers read on their supplement labels. Most common supplement brands will include sodium benzoate and BHT to retain freshness. However, these are detrimental to human health, causing disease like cancer and also damages human DNA. Many products use substandard ingredients and therefore they add chemicals to counter the filth and germs in them, and so they'll use things like cubit sulfate and boric acid, which are known to cause DNA damage. So making a pill that you can swallow and it stays, it stays together so it doesn't crumble apart, they're going to add stearic acid. It's also used in soap and lubricants. It's a synthetic ingredient and it often contains pesticides. Okay, so making the flavor of uh, poor ingredients, uh, you know, taste better requires a sweetener, so they're going to add melodroxetrin. And no surprise, the filler ingredients contain corn, modified cornstarch, which is now GMO. Hydrogenated oils are also there with commercial supplements, and that can negati negatively affect heart health. 
And another ingredient to make your vitamin pill seem better than it is will contain potassium chloride, which, is, which can contribute to the formation of digestive ulcers and circulatory disease. Now, over 90% of your vitamin C is currently made in China. So here's a quote from Dr. Edward Group. He's a doctor of chiropractic and a natural practitioner. He says, many synthetic vitamins lack the transporters and cofactors associated with natural occurring nutrients uh, because they have been isolated. So the Organic Consumers Association emphasizes that isolated vitamins cannot be used or recognized by the body in the same way the natural versions are. End of quote. I've known this for years. I have. Well, here's what happens with some toxic vitamins. According to the Organic Consumers Association, here's a list of toxicity side effects that you can get from your toxic vitamins. Vitamin A, you can get some abdominal pain, vomiting, headache, feel lethargic, get eczema, patchy hair loss, edema, uh, anema, respiratory tract infections, and chronic liver disease. Also, toxicity from synthetic supplements like vitamin E can have allergic reactions, breathing impairment, swelling of the tongue, uh, fatigue, headache, nausea, blurred vision, excessive bleeding, um, and this is because of an anticoagulation due to the inhibition of the vitamin K. So synthetic vitamin E not doing you any favors. Also, you can increase, it'll increase your oxidative stress and increase hypertension risks and um, shorten your lifespan. That's synthetic vitamin E. Also, vitamin K in synthetic form is really called menadione, and it's been associated with liver, liver damage, and some reports indicate significant association between high intramuscular levels of vitamin K and cancer. Uh, if you're taking a vitamin D supplement, even though vitamin D poisoning is rare, toxicity can occur under certain conditions such as primary hypoparathyroidism, tuberculosis, and lymphoma. And you also should note the vitamin D is completely safe when it's produced by your body through UV sunlight exposure. So what you want to do is get whole food supplements. I personally demand organic whole food supplements. Consumers who accept the synthetic supplements may also accept GMO foods, clone foods, non-animal meats, etc. So with such products, they're going to believe the hype, waste their money, and risk their health. So when you compare organic whole food supplements to synthetic ones, it's like comparing authentic to imitation. So whole food supplements, these are obtained from concentrated whole food sources, your synthetic supplements, also called isolated nutrients, these are usually made artificially in an industrial process with petrochemicals. So consumers really need to be discerning about their supplements, as many are also made and distributed by pharmaceutical companies. So herbs are going to be packed full of your super nutrition, and it cannot be compared to the artificial supplements. So for the highest standards in TILF, organic whole food supplements, you want to contact the experts. Call apothecary herbs. Ask about their body foundation food mix and their plant calcium liquid. This is for fast infusion of organic nutrition containing those required mineral uptakes, lots of vitamins and nutrients the body's needing. So call and order or for a free catalog. The toll-free number is 866-229-3663. That's 866 
three, or you can check them out online at thepowerherbs.com. You know, because if you're serious about herbs, you need apothecary herbs. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. into the original medicine. Herbalist Wendy Wilson will be right back. As men get older, they are subject to hormone imbalance. And when this happens, men can experience osteoporosis, memory loss, irritability, blood sugar imbalance, weight gain, enlarged prostate, erectile dysfunction, and risk of stroke. The human endocrine system manufactures hormones. Why not feed your system plant nutrition to make the hormones that are right for you? For centuries, these herbs have been used to balance the male hormone system. Men, you've waited long enough for the male hormone formula. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663 for the male hormone formula. 866-229-3663 or online at thepowerherbs.com. 866 866- 229-3663, where your healthcare options just became endless. Leaping tall buildings with a single bound? Faster than a locomotive? Whoa! Find the Superman in you. Listen to Herb Talk Live with herbalist Wendy Wilson. Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate for those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand. Have a plan. Have peace and request your pandemic kit today. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. That's 866-229-3663, or thepowerherbs.com. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. (laughs) 
PSA count high? Half of all men over 50 have an enlarged prostate. You can shrink your prostate without harmful drugs or risky surgery. The secret to healing the prostate is to cleanse the prostate and the liver. Call Apothecary Herbs to ask about the Prostate Kit for a comprehensive way to heal and soothe your prostate. Educate yourself on how easy it can be to disinfect, cleanse, and restore your prostate glands. Call Apothecary Herbs for the Prostate Kit and successfully reduce swelling, inflammation, dissolve stones, and cleanse the blood to obtain the results you need. Money-back guarantee with every purchase. Call the experts in organ cleansing. Call Apothecary Herbs now for the Prostate Kit and empower yourself. Toll-free, 866-229-3663 or international callers, 704-875-8010. That's toll-free, 866-229-3663 or visit the web at thepowerherbs.com. of the eyes and fever. So Crohn's disease affects 
the immune system, and therefore it is not uncommon to also develop an autoimmune disease like lupus. So what causes it? Yeah, what causes Crohn's disease? Well, modern medicine blames it on heredity, the environment, and also immune system that has gone wrong. Their theory is that the immune system is reacting to good digestive bacteria and food like it was a foreign body and then attacks it. So the white blood cells accumulate on the lining of the intestine causing the inflammation. So how does medicine treat this? Well, if your doctor suspects you have digestive disease, you're going to be most likely referred to a gastroenterologist. So you'll go through a series of tests that will be performed to try to rule out diseases that come to eh, the diagnosis of Crohn's disease. So you will give blood. You'll be, that'll be tested. Uh, you'll give stool samples, maybe have an upper GI, a colonoscopy, a sigmoidoscopy. Uh, those might be done, and tissue may be biopsied. And you'll be poked and prodded and stuck and jabbed and practically dissected by allopathic medicine. So in the end, you will be put on a combination of drugs such as anti-inflammatory, steroids, cortisone, immune system suppressors, antibiotics diarrhea drugs, and fluid replacement products to prevent dehydration and also synthetic supplements like petrochemical drugs they are. So after all that, you may still be scheduled for surgery, and according to the Crohn's Colitis Foundation of America, 75% with Crohn's disease will require surgery at some point due to complications. So that tells you right there that they don't cure anything. So there are four types of surgery for Crohn's disease. You can have a partial bowel resection, which removes the diseased part of the intestine, and, uh, or you can have a plasty, which shortens the intestine and widens any narrow areas. Or maybe you can have a fistulous correction, which connects the intestine to the bladder but does not drain intestinal contents to the bladder. And also you can also have uh, a draining of abscesses, which means a needle is inserted into them to drain them. So the goal is to ease your symptoms only, and that's it. It's not to control or eliminate um, the cause of it. It's just to, you know, try to reduce a little bit of inflammation to make you um, suffer less and uh, tolerate and live with your problem. So disease management basically is the program you're going to get, and uh, they're going to make you as comfortable as possible, and then modern medicine admits they know there's no cure. Uh, there's only hope for a remission of symptoms. Well, a remission of symptoms just means a lessening. doesn't mean you're cured. What are some of the risks? Well, those people that suffer from Crohn's disease say they experience a lot of flare-ups when they're under more stress. Scientific medicine can't explain that and therefore does not accept that stress is a trigger for the disease. Now, one of the biggest risks of living with Crohn's disease is that a blockage in the intestine could develop due to a thickening of the intestinal wall. And the intestinal tissues become inflamed, swell, develop scars, and as the process repeats itself, can cause a blockage. Now, acute cases, you can have sores and ulcers, and that can even tunnel through the intestine and affect surrounding tissues and organs like bladder, the vagina, the anus, the rectum, and also your skin. 
So this process produces what they call fistulas, which become infected and require surgery if medicine can't clear them up with drugs. So this process is over and over again, and it weakens the intestines and other tissues. And uh, also you can have fissures or tears can develop in the lining, and then all your mucous membranes uh, can just um, deteriorate. Okay, so if surgery is, is required, um, there's a risk that the entire colon would need to be removed, and then you have a colonectomy. Um, a colonectomy is where they take an, an, and make a stoma, a hole that's made in the front abdomen wall, and at the end um, of the small intestine, a tip or the ileum is, is uh, brought out, and then um, the um, bowel contents are dumped into a bag. So uh, not pleasant. Uh, the patient wears a pouch over the opening to collect waste material, which is uh, emptied frequently. All right, what's the prevention for all this? Well, it is about diet, lifestyle. So if you want to have your ancestors' Crohn's disease, then you probably should eat like they did. Yep, it's all about diet, and we typically eat like our relatives do. So um, diets containing rich foods, Gravies, meats, heavy starches, overcooked foods, fried foods. Think southern cooking, okay? Uh, this is a Crohn's disease on steroid menu. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you talk about the Bojangles. It's bow time here in the south. That's what you hear all the time. It's, it's biscuits and gravy, morning, noon, and night. And uh, so these are the rich gravy, heavy starches. They're overcooked, fried foods, excessive dairy also going to be piled on there. So having all this makes the bowel very sluggish. It allows waste material to remain in the colon too long and produce a lot of toxins. And the sluggish bowel is from an improper diet of meat and starch and not enough whole grains, not enough fruits and vegetables, and uh, so that needs to be changed. Okay, so here's some foods that you want to avoid According to Dr. Helen Castile of the University of Arkansas Medical Science, uh, she says foods to avoid for Crohn's disease are the clear liquids and the sugary fluids like soda or diet sodas, Gatorade, Jell-O, and milk because of the lactose in it. She said sugar passes through drawing from you more water and salt to dehydrate you further and cause nausea and vomiting. Foods that produce a lot of gas are going to be your beans, cabbage, onions. Um, this will also encourage colon spasms. Coarse fruits and vegetables and whole grain cereals can also become difficult as the disease progresses. And uh, any beverage with caffeine should be avoided because it further dehydrates you. Fried foods, convenience foods, fast foods, also very bad, will contribute to the bowel dysfunction. So let's recap. Common culprits are milk, coffee, artificial sweeteners, sugar, fruit juice, and uh, gassy fast foods. Uh, here's a tip. You want to watch the diet foods like hard candy, gum, artificial sweeteners, because they can work like laxatives creating diarrhea. Because a small dose of sorbitol, which is your artificial sweetener, delivers a bowel dysfunction in 40 to 75% of adults. So what about some herbs that will help us out? Well, aloe, olive oil taken internally tends to soothe the intestines. And you can add some flaxseed oil twice a day for more comfort and relief. 
So soothing herbs like marshmallow root and slippery elm, inner bark, will uh, tone down inflammation and also stop diarrhea. Um, and you also can put some flax oil with your slippery elm, and uh, you can uh, put that, if you needed to do an enema of some kind, you can put it in there. Uh, it helps stop cramping. Um, you can add some catnip. Sometimes catnip will help stop cramping, or lobelia herb will st- stop any spasming. So uh, it, I like to use lobelia in a liquid. If it's made properly, it's in a liquid. And uh, you would use a teaspoon for about two quarts of water uh, if, if you were using that in an enema. Okay? Uh, so this, this helps. Uh, there's a lot of herbs that can help firm up bowel movements within a short time, like a few days. And after the bowel movements become firm, you want to do a complete bowel cleanse as you modify that lifestyle. So uh, lifestyle changes are going to be necessary, and they're going to be permanent. And you can utilize digestive herbs of fenugreek, um, fennel seed to stop the gas and bloating, ginger for nausea, peppermint also calms down the stomach. Gentian root will improve digestion enzymes. It will prevent overeating and move food faster out of the stomach to the small intestine. Um, So you've got some digestive herbs there um, for your tools, and you have now the lifestyle change that you have to make. The Mediterranean diet is what I would shoot for. So if you're looking for a lot of these digestive herbs under the digestive tab in the product catalog or on the website, uh, the bowel cleanse is under the organ cleanse section. Uh, That's at Apothecary Herbs, and the website is thepowerherbs.com, thepowerherbs.com, or if you want, give them a call toll-free at 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. All right. We got a few minutes, so we can uh, jump into our memory uh, section. I mentioned this, what, Tuesday? We didn't get to it Tuesday. So we're going to be talking about you know, helping our memory out and avoiding those things that can mess up our memory. Uh, I'm not talking about cannabis. That's not what I'm talking about. Don't you go there. <laughs> uh, so how many people um, do you know have a memory problem, cognitive thought problems, short-term memory, right? I'm not talking about the occasional, oh, that's on the tip of my tongue, I just can't remember. It's not so much that. It's, you know, frequently forgetting things. Um, this may be expected, uh, science says, as we get older, we're supposed to do that. Medicine, medical experts lead us to believe that forgetfulness and confusion are normal signs of aging. And I'm, gonna, I'm here to say they're not. They're not normal. They're, they're common, but I wouldn't say they're normal. So we hear about pills to help us for this, to remember for that, and drugs for this and that, to for... Drugs to forget traumatic events. Drugs to help us remember. What can affect our brain's ability to recall memories? You know, names of family members, where we live, what's our phone number. Uh, People have memory problems, and they're getting younger. People that are younger having it, too, so we're going to check this out. So modern science used to think that we were born with all our brain cells and we didn't have any more, we didn't, replace them if they died. The brain didn't regenerate, but now science has recounted all that with new scientific research, and does they do say 
um, trauma patients, brain injury patients, neurosurgeons have noticed that, yes, the brain does repair itself. It regenerates. It grows new brain cells. In fact, medicine has documented brain injury cases in which the brain, in order to get around a damaged area, will grow new connections and reshape its own network. So, yes, the brain is the bomb, and we can help it out. So the human brain is really not high on the list of most people when it comes to health prevention. People just don't think of that. Uh, Most people focus on, you know, their cardio, pulmonary, um, you know, blood sugars, digestion, um, weight loss, that kind of thing. Now, some things that can negatively affect our brain and the ability to recall information aside from getting older includes things like too much alcohol, smoking, medications, and street drugs course, head trauma, and also infections, thyroid disease, stroke, stress, sleep deprivation, being depressed, nutritional deficiency in B12, and diseases like Alzheimer's. All right, let's look at some of the drugs that can mess this whole thing up. Most people agree that memory or cognitive brain function is not inevitable as we grow old. There are plenty of old folks, elderly people, that have full cognitive functions and are sharp as a tack. My grandmother was almost 90 when she passed away, and she knew everything. She knew she didn't have any cognitive problems. So my uncle the same way. Um, you know, he was like in his 70s, and if he went into a room of 300 people, he can introduce you to all 300 of them, you know. So I had that uncle with a mind like a sieve. He just he remembered names pretty well. Senior moments weren't his specialty at all. So um, a lot of the a lot of the problems, you know, what I think it is with people with cognitive issues. I think it's the prescription drugs. Let's check it out. Let's see what drugs can give us. What we call brain wipe. Just you know, no memory at all. Uh, a lot of prescription meds can interfere with memory, like wiping it clean. So I've seen this. I've seen this happen to people taking especially heart medicines, the blood pressure drugs, the cholesterol drugs, and within just a short time, like a few weeks, they can have difficulty with common memory things, you know, what they had for lunch. They don't even remember. So other drugs that also affect memory and cognitive abilities are your anti-anxiety drugs, uh, these are the benzodiazepines, and uh, they're not just used for anxiety either. They, they're used for depression, muscle spasms, insomnia, agitation, and seizures. And, you know, if you ever had one of those, you feel like your head's floating a few feet off your shoulders. It's kind of weird. Yeah. So the other problem is the medications is they tend to build up in your system, and they cause more serious uh, conditions that can cause delirium um, and also increase a patient's risk of having an accident. And, of course, you've probably heard that one class of heart drugs that causes memory problems is the statin cholesterol drugs. Uh, you may have a friend or family member that's taking the Lipitor, the Lescol, the Mevacor, the Provacol, the Crestor, the Zocor, and they have trouble with their memory. Why does that happen? Well, these drugs reduce cholesterol, which is necessary for brain to function. The cholesterol is necessary for the connections between the nerve cells, which are vital for memory and learning. 
So most folks don't realize that not all cholesterol is bad, and the brain is an organ that contains one quarter of the body's cholesterol. So the good news is that that cognitive brain wipe thing goes away. It's reversible if you stop taking the drug. By the way, that report was in the Journal of Pharmacology in 2009. So after that study, the FDA in 2012 uh, displayed a warning on statin drugs causes memory problems. So you've been warned before you swallow the pill. The other thing that can mess up a person's memory is um, antihistamines. You need histamines, too. All right. Um, apparently, there are memory and cognitive problems with the young kids. In a new UK study that was published in the Journal of Psychopharmacology shows a lot of young folks are using street drugs for recreation and it can impair their memory. So drugs like cocaine and ecstasy produce the brain wipe effect and also can cause cardiac and respiratory arrest. So that ecstasy drug can actually shut down cognitive abilities, speech, and spatial tasks. And the, those people that uh, were in the, the study group, um, these patients, they had difficulty planning, organizing, multitasking while they were taking the drug. So the drugs seem to affect time-based perspective memory as well in the frontal lobe of the brain, and that's the area that deals with self-awareness. So in other words, these people didn't identify a risky or life-threatening situation it just didn't occur to them. Uh, and also a, a removed, this is a part of the brain that uh, involves empathy and also regulates, regulates cardiac function. So this is why a lot of those kids really had heart attacks when they took the drug. What over-the-counter stuff can do the same thing? Uh, you know, remove memory. Products that you take for incontinence, um, the anticholinergics, uh, that prevent bladder spasms and block the neurotransmitters and the nerve endings in the bladder wall. Uh, neurotransmitters are necessary for memory and cognitive functions of the brain. So you take this drug so you don't have urgency issues and you have problems with your brain. People taking the drug suffer from confusion, attention deficit, disorientation, short-term memory problems, and um, there can be a toxic buildup too and cause delirium and dementia. So if you suffer from digestive problems and take stomach medications like Pepsid, Tagamet, Xanax, you could also have a rapid onset of confusion and delirium because of the tolerance level is different on the medication and it's very toxic. So you can reverse that by stop taking the drug. All right, some other medications um, that can cause problems. Some antibiotics, diuretics, cold and allergy drugs uh, like the antihistamines, the pain medication, sleep aids, tranquilizers, barbiturates, um, systemic drugs, neurological medicines, and antipsychotic drugs, obviously going to cause a memory issue. So I have to ask myself, when, you know, medicine says you're getting older, it's expected, you'll have memory problems, I'm asking myself, is it just because they're older or is it because these people are so drugged by medicine? Uh, it seems to me that, you know, growing old may not be the culprit for memory loss because the elderly usually on several prescription medicines that have all these side effects. And the main health area to be concerned about with these prescription drugs 
not only cause memory and cognitive disability, but can also cause secondary diseases like diabetes, cardiac disease, respiratory diseases like COPD, renal failure, um, hormone imbalance, cancer, degenerative eye disease, um, like uh, aspirin therapy causes macular degeneration. You know, if you want a blood thinner, eat garlic. Doesn't cause that, you know, risk. So there's some studies in the archives of general psychiatry. They've known that, you know, uh, what's good for the brain, what's good for the brain functions to keep you alert. Um, They say, you know, stay active, of course, get some activity, social skills, you know, challenge the brain, keep those synapses firing and the neurotransmitters functioning. Um, And you also balance your serotonin and your melatonin and all those hormones in the brain that help you have a good life. So, um, you know, uh, prevention is a pound of cure. So if you're looking for some really good herbs to help improve memory, uh, check out the Brain Concentrate. It does have the ginkgo biloba in it, but it has some other herbs to help the ginkgo work better. Uh, So you want to check out the Brain Concentrate at thepowerherbs.com or give them a call at 866-229-3663 and get a product catalog. So if you don't do the Internet, you can get a catalog mailed to you perfectly uh, in the mail, too sweet, and it's uh, no charge. So uh, get off the drug dependency. Um, you know, don't, don't risk your memory because of medicine thinks you're getting old. There are other options, and I, I beg you, please investigate them. Do your homework before you decide. Whether it's natural or prescription, always, always do your due diligence before you do anything. So uh, thepowerherbs.com, that's where your healthcare options just became endless because it puts the power back in your hands. And it's up to you to take responsibility because that's what your creator expected of you. That's right. You are supposed to be the good steward of that temple, the human body, so let's take care of it. And herbs are here for the service of man, for the healing of the nations. That's what God said, and he can't lie. Thepowerherbs.com, 866-229-3663, and uh, sign up for the newsletters. They're free, too. They're online, and they're emailed to you each week. Check it out, thepowerherbs.com. If you're outside the country, call 704-885-0277. We'd love to include you in the herbal family, and just give us a call at 704-885-0277. And I see by the clock. I am totally out of time. But I will be back. The information presented is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease. Seek medical advice if you dare from a licensed medical physician before using any product or therapy. I'm your herbalist, Wendy Wilson. Until next time, be well.
The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% 